Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. the geek in you hello and welcome to another special episode brought to you by the geek cast radio network as we start our third chapter in our 2016 top 100 project as you guys have been probably listening and commenting you know we're dealing with our top 100 animated characters for those new or just uh checking us out for the first time we urge you to go back and listen to the first two chapters of this uh venture so you can kind of see where we've been going and if you're a fan of the top 100 countdowns we also urge you to go back and listen to some of the ones we've done in the past we've done the top 100 television series that was live action we've done the top 100 animated series and the top 100 animated movies so this is the trifecta here with animated characters i don't think we're, we're running out of animated things to do going forward so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get creative but uh joining me today for this chapter in the countdown is movie revolt dan hello sir hey how's it going and i should mention dan is the one doing all the legwork so he's he's doing all the hard work behind the scenes so i got to give him credit for that saving me a little bit of time there so i appreciate that dan well, and... I'm not doing all the math. So that's that. That's okay. even <laughs> right. Right. I had to do the work before we started these records. Now you're doing the work as we're recording them. Also returning as he has through the other two chapters of this countdown is Sketch. How are we doing today, sir? I'm great. Happy to be here. I didn't think I would get to be on more than two of these. <laughs> yeah, as scheduling works out, uh, it has uh, played in your favor. So, and, and you've done a great job commenting on these characters, even though you've been misattributed uh, to different people, things that other people have been saying, and uh, all kinds of other stuff on the comment board. Yeah, but, what's uh, the deal with that? <laughs> Matt got you in trouble. I think uh, Neil got called out last episode for a, a fact that we had wrong. So uh, we do appreciate the listeners correcting our, our mistakes as we kind of try to juggle all these characters and our memories of them. And uh, another contributor that uh, helped us make this list, joining us for the first time on this section of the countdown, but not the first time in these top 100 countdowns, Mr. DJ Valentine. Hello. I'm I'm merely here to supervise the placement of Wally Gator on this list and then <laughs> sigh judgingly when the placement doesn't meet my lofty expectations. That should have been 41, not 40. Wally Gator <laughs> is the greatest alligator in the swamp. I'll have to go. 
Okay. Yeah, we 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 haven't talked about that yet. Did we get give any extra bonus points if you were just the best of a certain animal on, on the countdown? He it says it in the song for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. And, I think and, old uh, Leatherhead could give him a run for his money. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to see we've definitely been getting a ton of comments on the website we're not going to talk about a lot of them yet because we'll have a wrap-up show where we kind of go over everything and get try to get to everybody's feedback but we do appreciate all of those people that have been commenting uh on the website dan as we start today we're, we're turning a corner now because we're, we're going to venture into the top 50 because so far we've revealed numbers 100 through 51 so we've had 50 characters revealed what are your thoughts kind of as you've had some time to think about it? You've seen some of the feedback, maybe I read some of the comments and seen the discussions going on. What do you feel like, uh, that how, what could have, the job have we done so far? And then looking forward to the top 50, any questions that you're still asking? Well, I think with like characters, I, what I'm noticing, it's just very challenging because it's such a wide spectrum that it's always going to be like, where are these characters? Where are these characters? And I'm surprised like we, we aren't getting, it's hard, it's hard to say not knowing the top 50, but it, 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 I'm surprised that we aren't getting like a huge section of like the primetime TV characters seem to be missing for the most part, like the Simpsons, South Park, uh, right. Futurama, King of the Hill, like those. We haven't really seen any characters show up from yet. Um, so that, that's kind of surprising. Uh, so there, there are some black spots there. I was, I'm happy to see we did have a lot of anime characters on here, of some from Hayao Miyazaki's films to Sailor Moon. Some could argue should have been much higher, but like I said previously, when it comes to anime, grade on a curve when it comes to us. So wherever they land, like go 20 spots ahead, and that's where they really are. But uh, so, so I think that works out. Uh, you know, we've had some things. I think some characters show up that. I wasn't expecting so far, but I think there's been a pretty big mixture. So, like, I haven't feel like you know, my, we've had a lot of Disney characters, which is to be expected, but we also had a lot of Looney Tunes characters last week. So there has been a mixture that we haven't seen a lot of the '80s car- cartoons dominate like we have in the past. So it's been it's been interesting. I'm sure there's uh, a lot left to still see, but I think, like I said, it's, it's so challenging with characters because it's such a huge spectrum, especially when you're comparing like TV characters to movie characters, and then you have the site. There's just you know it's it's tough. So you're talking about legitimately millions of characters if you were to probably map it all out down to 100. So I feel like just by the the process of that, we're always going to leave some people upset. And then the Muppet thing, of course, which has been a big thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's been interesting. We've had about, it's, it's actually almost been 50-50 on the website of, of people that are okay with it and people that are very much against it. So we'll have to mm. uh, see how that goes, if there's any more that are going to show up. But one thing you did mention, you know, obviously we've been all over the map. We've, I think we've had a, a decent amount of diversity, but you talked about trying to, t- trying to narrow down the picks and a couple things that have been brought up on the website is um, how you go about narrowing down your list and we've talked about it a little bit in the first two episodes whether um like disney princesses for example we've talked about well maybe you only allowed yourself a a certain number of slots for a disney princess maybe you only allowed yourself a certain number of slots for you know somebody from a specific show or a specific franchise some of that's been called into question a little bit by some of our, our commenters on if that's something you should do or not uh, it's obviously a challenging task no matter how you try to narrow down your top 100 sketch. Our, our, a couple of us have said that we, we have narrowed it down and only picked like the best of the best from a certain franchise movie TV series. Is that wrong of us or do you think that's uh, logical when you're trying to kind of do this process? You know, I, 
I think it could go either way. I there's certainly some franchises that have enough great characters that they should have more representatives. Like think about it from a Smash Brothers roster. Why are there so many Mario characters? Because <laughs> Mario matters. <laughs> Mario lives matter? Is that what you're going with right now? I, I, apparent, apparently they don't matter that much because the they're so matter. easy to lose. <laughs> and to replenish. Yeah, but to think of it that way, yeah, I mean, I could see the case for either. I think it's good that we haven't overloaded the list with a whole bunch of characters from a particular franchise or series. And Despite that, there there definitely are some cases where there are maybe more characters than there should be for certain franchises. But I guess that's just kind of the way it's going to go when different people have different favorites and different people consider certain characters more important than others. Right. Uh, DJ, before you go here, I wanted to throw some stats out for the first 50 that we've revealed so far. In the, oh, yeah. in the, in the 50 we've uh, revealed so far, we've had 14 females. All right. right. So uh, we were questioning how frequently we'd get female characters or if they would be, you know, few and far between 14 so far. That's actually uh, there's been more female characters than Disney characters, I guess, if you want to compare apples to oranges. Um, mm. We've had only seven villains. So only half the number of villains that we have for female characters. And then when it comes to companies, we've had 11 Disney characters. That's leading the way so far. Only five classic Looney Tune characters. That's uh, out of the first 50 only five and they all showed up last week um with porky pig marvin the martian wiley coyote roadrunner and tweety bird and mm -hmm. then um if you want to look at it we've only had one classic Hanna barbera character um you know we've had the five cartoon network characters uh you know the 90s characters when we were talking about them but only one classic one with dick dastardly right um four pixar characters so actually more pixar characters right now than classic Hanna-Barbera, and only one fewer Pixar character than Looney Tunes. Right. Um, outside of that, we've had six anime characters in the, in the 50 that have been revealed. So given those numbers, DJ, react to that. What's surprising, what's not surprising, and, and how do you think that shapes what we're still about to reveal? Uh, it, it, it scares me. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because of the, the Muppet thing. I'm in that 50% of people that don't think Muppets should be on here, and they've taken up slots for other characters and when i first when i i, I kind of binge watched or binge listened to the sh the, the first two uh lists uh mm -hmm. the, today and uh when i heard dick dastardly i was like oh <laughs> that's kind of a reach <laughs> for dick dastardly to be this high i was like wow that's high and um when mulan when you guys said that mulan was like what, what, i can't forget remember what number she was to me i i i, I know we were kind of making our list on uh, as basing it on character, she's the best, one of the best Disney characters of all time. Period. And when she dropped that low, yeah, because every, yeah, every other Disney princess literally compared to her does nothing, does absolutely nothing. There are there's ex machina comes in and saves the day like a fairy godmother, or some dude kisses them on the face when they're unconscious. Other than that, when she if Mulan's that low, and we're not, and it, it just makes me wary that I'm gonna get like. Cinderella in top ten, and I'm like, no. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> We've Disney. only had two Disney princesses so far, Mulan uh, and Elsa. Oh, and, and Elsa being over Mulan is a joke to me. But I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna side sideline that. The Looney Tunes <laughs> things, I, the Looney Tunes thing, I kind of understand because if you th really think about it, it comes down for me, at least me, two Disney uh, Looney Tune characters that stand out over all the rest. 
to me. I mean, there's mm-hmm. the 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 the, the animaniac characters are kind of their own separate thing, but they're in kind of the same connected universe. But to me, it's just those two guys. I won't say their names, but you know who I'm talking <laughs> about. Stand above, you know, Tweety Bird in Roadrunner. I, I don't. I, I've never been a Tweety Bird fan I, I, because Tweety Bird does nothing and Roadrunner doesn't even freaking talk. So I, I, I can understand the Looney Tunes thing, but the, the princess thing. Ugh. And you <laughs> mentioned Wally Gator in the intro. Any surprise? And that... I, I, I'm, I'm just crossing my fingers that people remember about, uh, you know, Yellowstone, Jellystone National Park and uh, Picking Bastards. I hope that's happening sometime this millennia. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I'm the only one. I am old. I do remember. Uh, I remember the movie where ju- it was a Justin Timberlake. He was the voice of Hoover. <laughs> right? Yeah, see, and Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd was running yeah. around there. It had a movie, folks. It had a movie. It was a horrible movie, but a movie nonetheless. Mm. <laughs> Waiting for that uh, Wally Gator CGI movie, huh? Oh, can't wait! Can't wait. <laughs> Dan, you brought up anime, and we, like I said, we've had six of them. The most recent one was at that number fifty-two spot with Sailor Moon. Do you expect to see any anime in the top 50? Yes, specifically for one show that involves certain dragons and balls mm-hmm. and seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, dragons and balls? Yeah. <laughs> We're going a different route, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see how anime plays out. It'll be interesting, like you guys have talked about it. You know, are we going to see more of the adult shows? Because outside of what we got uh, with a little bit of the Cartoon Network stuff with, like, Space Ghost and Archer, uh, we have not seen a lot of primetime uh, characters. So we'll have to see. Maybe they're all stockpiled in this top 50, or maybe they just didn't get the love that uh, we should expect um, them to get. So let's stop the guessing, and let's actually get right to the countdown. 50. Let's get to our number 50 pick. And we're going to do so by starting with a company that has not been heard from yet. So the first time appearance for a DreamWorks character, we're going to go to 2001's Shrek at number 50. So my first question, Dan, is it's a first DreamWorks character. Is it the only DreamWorks character? Mm. Man, that's yeah, that's an interesting question. I'm trying to think of what other movies they've made off the top of my head. Uh, no, they also made... Was it them that made How to Train Your Dragon? Or... Yeah. yeah, they made yeah. yeah. How to Train Your Dragon. So, and I would say they might not even be the only character from Shrek, if right. uh, thinking. So there's a good chance. I mean, I, I, I like Shrek here. I think he definitely has a potential. Like, a, he's a strong character. I, I think the Shrek franchise has certainly hurt itself by having, like, four too, four too many sequels than it needed. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's the the first film was still you know pretty solid when you go back and watch it, and uh, a little ahead of its time, uh, and great voice work, solid story. But obviously, with some other stuff, it went on too long. So, but he also say those movies were gigantically financially successful. I'm sure, you know, Mike Myers is living in few, few houses because of them. So, you know, <laughs> certainly has its impact everyone knows shrek and of course his lovely sidekick which i might we may talk about some other time so i i like it here i think 50 is fine for him i uh so i do think he's worthy of a top 100 i probably wouldn't put him much higher but so this this works for me five people had him in the top 50 so i guess those people will be happy that he's appearing on just barely on this side of the countdown sketch you had him at 38 what do you think about shrek starting off the day I think that's fine. Maybe a little bit higher. Uh, I I think I probably rated him too high, honestly. But Shrek as a character is very iconic. Uh, the the movie franchise has a certain significance for sure. 
So I, I think I mostly had him on the list because of that. And he's also an entertaining character. And as far as like the hero of a children's or family movie goes, he's pretty unique. You know, he's he's more brash. He's he's not a prince charming. So it was refreshing originally when when the movie came out as kind of like a ha ha Disney, we're making fun of you, but. <laughs> It's def- he's definitely grown as a character since then. Maybe they stretch it a little too far, but I think he's a good character, and I I think this is an okay place for him on this list. Uh, DJ, you and I are, are the simplistic review crew, and mm. and I we didn't find uh, a spot for we didn't have enough room for Shrek on our countdown. Uh, right. Does that mean that you think he is not worthy, and there's just that many more great characters, or are you okay with him sneaking in here? I'm not a Smash Mouth fan. Oh no, uh, <laughs> no uh, Shrek to me, I, I I just think he's not even the best character in his own franchise as dan has alluded to um i i i I, and i wonder would it be equally successful because i think they were going to cast chris farley and unfortunately he passed away if if would if you know he would have got that role or whatever i've never never been a really big shrek fan i know that they're doing the deadpool break the fourth wall make fun of disney stuff it never really knocked me over i liked this character who will remain nameless. And I really like Lith- Lith- Lithgow's character, maybe because I'm in the, the bag for Lithgow. Uh, Farquaad, <laughs> I believe his name is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he, he's okay. I don't mind it, but I when you talk about best animated character, Shrek, to me, is like not going to be on my list because of that reason. Yeah, I, I think if it would have been a, a bigger list, maybe I would have found room for him, you know, the 150, 125, something like that. I, I just couldn't squeeze him in. I, I do think he's notable, though. I mean, the, the franchise obviously has been around for a while and, and had a, a lot of presence in uh, probably for a whole generation. Uh, you know, Mike Myers is obviously very uh, iconic with that voice. and uh, But like you said, I, I prefer other characters in that franchise more than him. Um, and, I mean, DreamWorks, man, it's hard to say they're... they're they're not real great on the iconic character division of animation. They have more ensemble pieces. The, so the minions would disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, if you if you if you voted for you know <laughs> groups of, of individuals, I guess. But uh, but yeah, Shrek. I, I can see the argument either way, so I'm not going to put up a fight about it. So Shrek starts the day off with number fifty. Forty nine. Let's go to number 49 and uh, answer at least in part a question that we were asking earlier as far as where have all the Hanna-Barbera characters gone? Let's yes, go to Wally 1958, uh, voiced by Dawes Butler, one of the most uh, iconic voices of all time. We're going to the original Hanna-Barbera character, for the most part, Huckleberry Hound, at number 49. So, uh, hey, he's been around since the early days, the earliest days of Hanna-Barbera, uh, and maybe doesn't get as much love as some other Hanna-Barbera characters, but enough love to round out in the top 50 for our countdown. Sketch, you had him at 41, so not very far off from where he actually lands. So we'll start with you. What do you think about Huckleberry Hound being the only second Hanna-Barbera character to appear? Well, I'm glad that he showed up on the list. I was getting a little bit worried. (laughs) Uh, I think he should be maybe a little bit higher, but 49's okay. Uh, Huckleberry Hound's the thing about Huckleberry Hound is his show spun off the Yogi Bear show, and the Yogi Bear show became way bigger. But right. Huckleberry Hound, uh, he got like two seasons, and almost no Hanna-Barbera characters got that. So that's 
pretty amazing in itself and you know he he's lived on for for a long time in those old shorts like and crossovers and such and he's, he's right. always been just kind of a great character he's, you know he's he's just a simple guy there's not too much to him i honestly i haven't seen that many of the shorts but he stands out in my mind so that's why i voted for him Obviously, he's one of the ones that kind of goes back further than uh, most of the characters we've been talking about, you know, outside of some early Looney Tunes and, and uh, maybe a couple early Disney characters. But, you know, all the way back to 1958, um, is does that shed light on the fact that why we don't have as many of the classic Looney Tunes and Hanna-Barbera characters? Is it because of how old these characters are? Or do they get uh, overshadowed by maybe the bigger stars of their era? You mentioned Yogi Bear. So, Dan, is, is Huckleberry Hound and the lack of Hanna-Barbera characters more so because of how old they are or is it a, a situation maybe where the few more iconic characters have kind of pushed them to the side i think it's it is kind of their age and the fact that you you know they haven't really had the longevity of, of some other characters really in a, in a lot of ways too because of things like space coast coast to coast and harvey birdman they, they kind of become a joke in like in not really taking very seriously you know people think of them as kind of one overly one dimensional and you know it's hard to go look back at them and think of them as great characters because they're meant for kids so people maybe don't have the respect for them that you would if you were watching them at a time and unlike the looney tunes you don't see them reinvented here and there and plus they unless they're getting really bad movies like yogi bear uh that we, <laughs> we, that we talked about so i think that that certainly plays a role there's also so many of them which is right. similar with looney tunes and and there's so many of them, and I think, unfortunately, a lot of them are lumped. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like, they don't have their own identity in a way. You know, where, like, Huckleberry Hound does, but I was, personally, I, I, I did rank Huckleberry Hound, but I, I never really watched that show a great deal. And I, I didn't watch a lot of Hannah and Barbera, to be honest, minus a few of the big shows. So I think we probably will see some of the, the bigger ones, but... Maybe some of the side characters that we get with Looney Tunes, we won't with Hanna Bavera because you know, they don't have the longevity. People don't respect them as they, they once did, and simply they have not really lasted for for today's audience. And for some of those, if there's not a, you know outside of the clear cut kind of head and shoulders above characters. Uh, a lot of times I can see also with Looney Tunes, Hanna-Barbera, et cetera, that once you get past those maybe sure things, it, it becomes a 
which one of the remaining is just my personal favorite. So, you mm -hmm. know, when you're doing your Looney Tunes or Hanna-Barbera characters or some of those, you know, you, you pick those few iconic ones, then you go, well, I really like, you know, like like DJ saying, I really like Wally Gator, or I, you know, I really like Jabberjaw or something like that. And that might split the vote amongst uh, the people as they all kind of pick their favorite. DJ, are you mad that Wally Gator is not in the spot and instead we're, we're seeing Huckleberry Hound? I'm, I'm incensed. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I understand. My, my, uh, Hanna-Barbera, uh, experiences is usually, I didn't really watch them when I was younger. I watched them when I was in college and I would, they would when Cartoon Network used to actually, you know, play cartoons and they, <laughs> <laughs> they used to play it like a, old Hanna-Barbera at like two o'clock in the morning. And that was kind of like my, uh, nightcap. And it would be Wally right. Gator, it'd be Huckleberry Hound, it'd be Jabberjaw, Galloping Ghost, the rest of those guys. And that's, and through it, I, I had a more of a fringe, uh, hipster uh, Hanna-Barbera, uh, taste. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, well, you like Huckleberry Hound. Well, I'm into Jabberjaw, you know, Jabberjaw. No. <laughs> but no, uh, Huckleberry Hound is very iconic. I mean, Laugh Olympics, he was all over that. And, uh, it was the one where Yogi Bear had the arc. All over oh, that. Oh, Yogi's Arc Lark or something like that. Um, so I mean, yeah, he's he's one of the he's one of the big the main ones. So if Yogi had a meeting, it was Huckleberry Hound was in it. <laughs> so <laughs> right, yeah, be Yogi Huckleberry Quick Draw, yeah. Right, right. And Top Cat was kind of like looking on the back, like, hey, can I get in there? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> You're not in the club yet. <laughs> All right, so a uh, Hanna Barbera character falling early here in the countdown, but uh, we'll have to see. Maybe that's the going to break the ice, and we're going to see a bunch more. Maybe not. We'll have to wait and see. Forty-eight. For number 48, actually tied with Huckleberry Hound, but one in a tiebreaker, and we will get hate for this character appearing in the top 50, so we're aware of that. So welcome it. Uh, go to the website, comment how much you hate 80s action characters. Um, number 48. <laughs> we're going to get a villain, too, here, and we're going to go with the one and only Megatron at number 48. So Hasbro character back from 1984 has appeared. Now, one thing I want to get clear here, because we keep talking about where these characters originate and maybe we're not doing a, a good enough job of explaining with some of these, there was much more than just the original incarnation. So, you know, when we're talking about some of these characters, Megatron, for example, has been in 43 different TV shows, movies, um, and video games, etc. So, I mean, he has been in a lot of things. So it's more than just the eighties cartoon. I don't know if that helps or hurts his cause, but Regardless, he's at number 48. DJ, we'll start with you here. You guys had Megatron at 49, and he shows up tied with the 49th spot, but ends up getting 48. What do you think? Well, Matthew, uh, my co-host, is in charge of that because Megatron would have been much, much higher because he, him and Cobra Commander, for me, were the first characters where I was like, oh, that's what a bad guy is. Skeletor was out there too, but it was Megatron. And I mean, you're talking to a guy who can literally recite every line from Transformers, the movie, especially Megatron's lines. So mm -hmm. Megatron to me is the, I mean, they had to change him because they were selling nine millimeter pistols and toys or us. Okay. <laughs> Megatron is iconic. <laughs> he is the, and it's voiced by maybe the greatest voice actor of all time, Frank Welker.
Right. Uh, so yeah, Megatron's awesome in every shape or form. For you know, you have to understand, you're going against Optimus Prime, right? Who is essentially one of the 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 the, tri- the trifecta of the the greatest heroes of all time, and you have to have a villain just as awesome, and you do with Megatron. Uh, I, I don't like Galvatron. I love Leonard Nimoy, but it will always be that silver silence pistol that blasts a hole in Ironhide's head on that ship and Transformers movie. So, yeah, Megatron's amazing. Uh, the fact that he's low, it, it, if, uh, if I'd have had more handle on our list, he would have been much, much higher. <laughs> did rank number one for one of the contributors. I'll let people guess who that was. Um, but uh, obviously, you know, we had the original Transformers. We had, you know, Beast Wars, Beast Machines, even though some people would argue it's a different character, still called Megatron. We had, you know, the animated Transformers show. We had Transformers Prime. There's been a lot of stuff out there, not right. to mention the, whole, the live action films, which which don't count for this. So you can't, you can't, uh, thank God. That. Thank God they don't count for this. <laughs> Dan, how much hate are we going to get for Megatron showing up here? Oh, plenty, I'm sure. I mean, but we'll might get hate because he's not high enough, obviously, because we do have a lot of, you know, huge fans of 80s cartoons. So who knows? It might, it might go every direction, which is fine. It's, it's, it's what we do this thing for. So I, I was one that, like, similar with He Man, uh, I was in the G.I. Joe, but I, like, I missed. The whole Transformers thing. The only thing I really watched Transformers wise was Beast Wars in the in the '90s, and I did enjoy that a great deal. I don't know if that one would count because I, I guess it's the same character, but not really. I don't. I'm not sure the the rules. Technically, of, of... yeah, it's an ancestor, but we'll 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 let it slide. Yeah. So, but you know, I I do understand a lot of people do love him, and he's he's a very fun character. Uh, you know, and like you said, being a transforming gun, I did have like the toys. My my brother did so. And he was a tank too. Like that's he was always a little bit more badass than Optimus Prime. It's like okay, you're a truck, but I'm, I'm gonna go with the tank because that's that's cool. So, <laughs> uh, sketch. Obviously, we've had the probably the three most iconic or three of the most iconic '80s action villains. And did we get them in the right order? We had Cobra Commander at '83, Skeletor at '80, Megatron at '48. Hmm. I think of those three, they're in the right order. Okay. What do you think about Megatron being the only one in the top 50 out of that group? I'm okay with that. I would say Megatron's the best of those three. All right. And what, do you think he's worthy or not to be – are any of the three worthy, or should do we have too much love for 80s action cartoons? Well, you arguably have too much love for 80s action cartoons, but if you're going to put one of them in the top 50, Megatron is the guy. Because <laughs> Megatron – <laughs> I I totally count the the Beast Wars incarnation. Megatron's had lots of great versions, so I think Megatron, just quintessential villain for the sake of being a villain. Though sometimes he has more complicated motivations, but I have always liked Megatron, so I'm good with it. Yeah, I am as well. I had him at 56, so just on the other side of 50. Um, just mainly uh, the Transformers Prime cartoon that happened a, a few years back alone is enough almost to get him on there because I thought he was oh, yeah. uh, a great character in that uh, in that show. So uh, Megatron is in the countdown. I'm sorry, Steve, that he did not come in at number one, but hey, 48's not bad. 47. Number 47, we talked about the lack of this uh, showing up so far in adult or primetime uh, cartoons. We're going to get a character here at number 47 that fits that mold from 1999's Fox television show. We're going to start with uh, Stewie Griffin. Mm. Stewie Griffin from Family Guy coming in at number 47. So from Archer to Stewie Griffin as far as adult primetime cartoon characters. 
let's start with Dan. You had it at 50. You had him at 53. That's only six spots off. Stewie Griffin at number 47. Yeah, I was wondering if we how many what Futurama not Futurama geez, that's blasphemy. Uh, what Family Guy, what Family Guy uh, characters we would have. I I enjoy Family Guy like at least at one point and like like with a lot of the animated shows it went went on a little too long, and kind of got ridiculous. And I think it, a lot of it, if you look at like the progression of Stewie Griffin, that's kind of the part of it. Like he started off as this you know uh, evil genius that was always trying to kill his mom, and I think once they removed that element of the show and character, it kind of it lost a little, a little bit of its luster, but you know he he he's maybe a little gimmicky, but I always I found him consistently hilarious, and uh, you know he's a, he's a, probably one of the the best or one of the best characters of that cartoon. And say what you will, but Family Guy has certainly had a pretty huge longevity, even though it's been canceled like three or four times. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, Sketchy. I mean he, he he's fun, so I, I I I'm glad he's here and like. I, I think this is a fine spot. So he, he was always actually my favorite. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase Family Guy character. So if I was if I was doing the thing where you could only rate one per uh, show or franchise, it would have been him. I didn't, I'm not saying I did that or not, but I had him at 51, so only two spots different than you, Dan. So I have no problem with Stewie Griffin being on the countdown. Sketch, you had him a little bit higher. You had him at 35. Are you upset that he's already fallen or just happy to see another primetime cartoon character? No, I probably rated him a little high. I've always liked Stewie. Uh, he was definitely better early on when he, you know, <laughs> he was a little bit more interesting when he had that whole thing about trying to kill his mom all the time. But they've done a lot of interesting things with the character, and he's consistently funny, even though the rest of the show kind of isn't anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm good with Stewie being there, and that, that's a good place for him. I had I had a keychain of Stewie Griffin hanging in my my first truck for like ten years, so um, I, I love that character. DJ, any love for Stewie Griffin, or do you think there's other more deserving characters from adult primetime cartoons? My my co-hosts uh, they hate Seth MacFarlane, so getting him on the list is going to piss them off. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> thought that I, I mean I never really I, I like Stewie and I, I I loved Family Guy for a very long time, especially the DVDs when it was canceled and came back, and you know I was part of that you know, the people who kind of brought it back because I was buying all the DVDs. Uh, I think he really took off for me personally when he got that relationship with Brian. That, that to me, was what made him more of a, you know, a one-joke character where you're doing, like, the musicals or they're going back in time or all that other stuff. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I like Stewie. I think just hit... I look at him and Brian together, like a duo, and mm -hmm. that relationship, I think... 
I liked more than I, I like Stewie sing, singularly. You know, you, you shared the story about your college days and what you came home to watch, you know, at one, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning to kind right. of uh, nightcap it. And uh, it was Family Guy for uh, myself and a bunch of the guys that I shared apartments with. We would just throw that on when we got home from whatever, you know, the bars or whatnot. And as we ate our pizzas or whatever we were eating, we would just watch like three episodes of Family Guy until we all passed out. So, uh, you know, that's kind of, and I, I was like you, I, I was grabbing up those DVD sets and, and just, you know, Put one on, and I don't care what season it is, what episode it is, it, it's perfect for the late night uh, show before you fall asleep. So, I, I have a little bit of a love for the Family Guy show, but uh, not all seasons are equal, as we've seen with a lot of those adult <laughs> primetime shows. Dan, I guess the last question before we move on: Stewie Griffin here at number forty-seven. Should we expect any other Family Guy characters, or is he the cream of the crop? Uh, I, I would say, since he's not the face of that show, that we have a good expectation of getting. At least one more, possibly two. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure Meg won't be on the list. I'll, I'll guarantee that. <laughs> Shut up, Meg. <laughs> All right. We'll have to see how that works out. 46. Let's go to number 46 now. And we're going to go way back. Uh, farther back than we've gone in quite some time all the way back to a Fleischer short from 1930 where this female character originated. And that is number 46, Betty Boop. So Betty Boop coming in at number forty-six. Dan, I think you had him the high or had her the highest out of all the people on the panel here. You had her at twenty. What do you feel like as far as Betty Boop making the top fifty? I'm glad she definitely made the top fifty. And I'll be honest, a lot of that is just based upon the longevity of that character, kind of just being one of the most um, important cartoon characters ever. Obviously, one of the first huge female characters that was on her own, was not like a Minnie Mouse to a Mickey Mouse. So I, that definitely made me rank her higher. You know, I'm not a, a huge um, historian when it, when it comes to actually watching a lot of Betty Boop cartoons. I, I actually have seen a few back in my day, but I think they used to run some during, like, you know, Turner Classic Movies, and we used to watch those a lot with my with my family. So I, I've seen a few, but not, not a great deal. Actually, there's a comic that just came out recently with her and I've, I've not read it but i've heard good things so i think yeah I, I, you could argue she should maybe be higher based upon the impact she's had on uh, the medium as a whole but i'm glad, glad she's at least on this half of the top 50 and uh i've done a couple top 10 lists over at geekcast radio to try to accompany you know some further discussion on this top 100 animated characters i've done the top uh 10 animated dads i did the top 10 animated female characters and she appeared on that list and i kind of went into more detail but i think one thing that gets lost on um people our age or younger especially when trying to compile this list is you know people today might look at that character and say well that's you know we, we've seen a, a billion characters like that either in you know, uh, cartoons or actually real life personalities that kind of fit that mold or whatever. But uh, you got to put yourself back into the shoes of somebody in the 1930s. And this character was not like anything that had been seen before. So I, I think it, it deserves a little bit more credit than it possibly could get from these younger generations. DJ, what do you think about Betty Boop? Uh, I think Steven Spielberg ruined it for me because every time I hear her name, I think of that Nazi digging a hole and saving Private Ryan. And Betty Boop, what a dish! That's all I think of <laughs> every time I hear Betty Boop. That's all I think. I, I, I'm old, but I'm not that old, so I remember Betty Boop, you know, morally, mostly through merchandising. Because man, right. they would sell Betty Boop. I used to work at a video store, and we had Betty Boop telephone, Betty Boop mug, Betty Boop everything else. Right. Uh, I, as in terms of you know, iconic, yes. 
in terms of enjoyable, like if you were to watch Betty Boop right now, I don't know, <laughs> and this is kind of a, <laughs> the most foregone conclusion ever, it would hold up. <laughs> but I mean, I can understand she's, you know, Mount Rushmore of female animated characters. I can see, you know, somebody arguing and I'm not going to veto that bill. So yeah, I, I can understand. Uh, Sketch, you only missed this one by one spot. You had Betty Boop at 47. She comes in at 46. Yeah, Betty Boop's got to be on this list. That, and she's got to be in the top 50. She's just too important, too iconic. I, I have not had that much experience watching Betty Boop animated shorts, but there's no denying that Betty Boop is an important character. And for her time, a very good character. Does she hold up? That's debatable. But <laughs> I, I think... I think you really have to weigh the importance and the iconicness here, and she's got to be in the top 50. Not necessarily that low in the top 50, but it's good. I agree. I had her at... uh, I actually had her... I guess I could have had her a little bit higher because I had her at 52, so... um, But I agree that she should actually be in the top 50, so I'm glad that she made the countdown. I was was worried about some of these classic characters that they might get left in the dust, and we'll have to see how many do uh, once we're wrapped up with this thing. 45. But let's go to a completely different time period. Let's make a trip back to something that Dan and or Sketch, one of you guys mentioned early on in the first episode that we might see uh, a lot of 90s characters and we have to wait and see if that was going to be true or not we do have a 90s character coming here a 90s nickelodeon character and that would be um first from his show i guess another one where we'd have to have the debate is he the best character in the show or not we're going with tommy pickles from rugrats so tommy pickles at number 45 uh, voiced by eg daily um and there you know rugrats was a show that was around for a lot longer than a lot of shows that aired in those types of time frames, et cetera. So it, it had some longevity there throughout the almost the entire decade of the 90s. Then it had another series, had obviously the movies, et cetera. So Tommy Pickles comes in at number 45. Dan, you had him on the other side of 50. So how do you feel about Tommy Pickles? God, I feel I, he's a baby. So <laughs> how do you feel, Dan? <laughs> he's such a baby. Uh, I mean, I know. Uh, I mean, I, I liked Rugrats growing up as a kid, as like someone of the '90s. Is he the best character of a show? I think so. I think he might be. I mean, there's Chucky, who was a little bit, you know, the the whiner and stuff like that. Maybe Angelica, who was always annoying. But I guess Tommy was that. He was the Captain America of the Rugrats, really, right? And then he's, Slow down. He's the, the leading the. Ch- he yeah. was the Leonardo. Let's let's let's, let's yeah, bring maybe. it down to yeah. earth. The Duke, maybe is that better? There we know. go. There we go. The oh. Duke, yes. Uh, so, so it's hard, you know. He for a baby, he had a lot of development. I guess you would say he seemed he was on par. As an adult now, looking at that, I'm like, those are the worst parents ever that never watched their kids. <laughs> well, Muppet but, Baby's parent, a nanny's pretty bad too. So yeah, yeah. Oh, but man. I like Tommy Pickles. I, I think is he maybe a little high, but uh, besides that, it's fine. We're missing our, our 90s champion here. Amanda's not on the record today. And uh, she had Tommy Pickles in the top 15. So uh, helping Whoa. his cause to make it into the top 50. DJ, your thoughts on any Rugrats character making our top 100? I think, one, first, I think it's okay to whine when you're a baby. Two, second, um, I, I'm, I was more of a Chucky fan and a Phil and Lil fan and an Angelica fan. That's because Tommy was the ca- kind of like the captain. He was kind of like the the less interesting to me because Chucky had all that crazy red hair and the glasses and Phil and Lil were like the twins. They got the little shining thing going and Angelica was, you know, uh, just Angelica. She was she kind of reminded me of Evil Dee Dee from Dexter's Laboratory. So I don't know. I, I, I think he might uh, be a little too high just because 
everyone else around him to me, to me anyway, because I like weird, creepy characters, were just more interesting. Uh, you know, so I, I think maybe top hundred, top fifty. I'm not certain. I, I maybe a little too high. Uh, sketch you and I didn't have him anywhere in the top 100 at all. So would you argue that this is taking up the slot that is more deserving to someone else? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I mean, no love for babies. You just don't like babies, right? <laughs> as as others have said, Tommy wasn't the most interesting of the characters in Rugrats. I, I would say that would probably go to Angelica, and she was the only one that I even considered on this list. Because okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As far as I'm concerned, the Rugrats is a great show, but doesn't have the best characters. The, you could certainly have your favorites. I think Chucky was probably my favorite. I think Chucky was probably the favorite of a lot of us for, you know, being nerds. But <laughs> I... Well, it's also interesting because it kind of brings up as something we've talked about before. If if the show or if the movie is more of an ensemble piece, does that, you know, make the character fall back a little bit? Or, you know, are they able to... Yeah, so we've seen that a couple different times. So, uh, interesting. Rugrats showing I, up here I in the top 50. I want to make this point... Isn't Tommy Pickles essentially Kermit from Muppet Babies? Whoa, whoa, easy. Oh, from Muppet Babies? Okay. From Muppet Babies, maybe. <laughs> Not Kermit the Frog. Okay, let's make it sure. All right. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. That's a good comparison if we're just looking at those two individual shows. 44. All right, we're going to number 44. I have absolutely no idea what the reaction is going to be from our number 44. So I'm interested to see how what you guys have to say about it. I don't know if people will agree with this or not. Uh, I don't think we've had any character from Deke uh, Entertainment. Um, he has appeared in a couple other with a couple other companies, I believe, as well. Uh, from the 1983 television show originally, we're going to go to the iconic voice of Don Adams or Maurice LaMarche in Inspector Gadget. I don't know if it's more so that he's a part of the lexicon when people say go, go, gadget, whatever, or whatever. But Inspector Gadget's making the top 50. I have no idea what you guys think about this. DJ, I heard you laughing. Let's start with you, Inspector Gadget. What's uh, his worth as a character? Great car. Um, maybe one of the greatest theme songs of all time. Um, but he's essentially just an idiot. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Penny and Brain do all the, the you know, the crime solving, and he kind of just takes all the credit for it. And it was, because of that show, we got the Matthew Broderick movie and the French Stewart sequel. Uh, we got Dr. Claw, Frank Welker again. I just, Inspector Gadget, this highs. Woo. 
Ooh, that's a reach. Is this one where the side characters are more important way more. Or... Wait, wait. And I, I again, I'm I am old, so I and I remember watching Inspector Gadget just because I want to see catch Doctor Claw, catch Doctor. I don't know <laughs> if they ever caught Doctor Claw. And I know it's not Dugaray Scott or whatever the hell's name is from the damn movie. Who is Doctor Claw? Did they ever figure it out? Or Mad Cat. Or Mad. Don't forget Mad Cat. Yeah. Dan, are we wrong putting Inspector Gadget in the top fifty? Oof, I I don't. That's a. I think so. I mean, trying to. I mean, like he, he had a lot of cool inventions. He was a funny character. He's basically Maxwell Smart from Get Smart, but right. a robot. Right. And was it just because of all the stuff he could do? He's a six million dollar yeah, man. Maybe. That's I mean, <laughs> he had a pretty cool like. I remember correctly, he had a pretty cool like toy from McDonald's or Burger King back in the day. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I I don't I don't I could see arguing top one hundred for Inspector Gadget. And I think maybe similar to Tommy Pickles, this is maybe a, a vote for the show more so than the character. But I even I would say like Doctor Claw, like I yeah he had a cool voice, but I want to put him on this list. I would say Inspector Gadget's a better character than Doctor Claw. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of it. I might put Penny ahead of it, but maybe it's a vote for the gadgets. Maybe maybe that's it. We had four people put him in the top twenty five. Sketch. What do you think of the Inspector Gadget debate? Boy. uh... I think I should have put him on my list, but, like, really, really down there. I don't think he's top 50. Uh, if any character makes it on this list, it should be Penny. She was the proactive one. And, exactly. And, you know, also a very good good character, inspirational to young women. Penny's a great character. Interesting. It's interesting because we Gadget's all... just a dumbass. He's a <laughs> but... dumbass. And Penny, get, Penny does all the work. And Inspector Gadget gets all the credit. I don't know if that's a good a good representation of, of, of women at all. It, it's bad. It's bad. But he is entertaining. Well, he is entertaining. You got to give Gadget is... that. This is so interesting because we have all commented on Penny and being the one that does all the work, being maybe the better character, etc. Note for you guys, every female that contributed a list to this countdown has Inspector Gadget listed. I, I, I don't know what, what's going on. Is this like Hillary versus Donald Trump? What's going on here? <laughs> so every female <laughs> Sounds voted like for the Inspector ladies Gadget. like Mr. Gadget. <laughs> so they must not have minded the, the Penny getting no credit. I don't know. Maybe no, they like the no. show. Inspector Gadget, number 44. I'll let the listeners continue this conversation on wow. the website. All right. Go, let's go, go to number... Gadget, fix the list. <laughs> Rain did more work than him. <laughs> Amanda's not here to defend herself. I feel bad because she, she was one of the females and obviously had Inspector Gadget listed. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what the argument is for Inspector Gadget. Iconic show, I guess. 43. Number 43. Let's go back to the world of adult uh, primetime animation. Another Fox character. But, well, 
Fox, for the most part, let's uh, go to the world of Futurama and let's talk about Bender. Bender at number 43, originated in 1999, voiced by John DiMaggio. I guess uh, same type of questions that we were using with Family Guy. Let's start with Dan. Is Bender the best Futurama character? And uh, what do you think of Bender appearing here at number 43? Is he? I, that's a good question. I, I was having that challenge when I was making my list, and I still don't think I've really come to a conclusion. I, I think that's part of the the brilliance of that show was that they were really great at managing that ensemble in a lot of ways. I, I, I certainly think he has the best tagline. He probably is the funniest character, the most consistently funny character. I, I'll say this. I hope he's not the only Futurama, Futurama character to show up, because uh, why not Zoeyberg? I mean, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do like Bender a lot. Again, another great voice performance. Um, so he, he does certainly make the show in, in a lot of ways. So I, I do think the show would be less without him. I, I do think, you know, some Fry is a, you know, a solid, unlike maybe like a Tommy Pickles is a much more complex character and uh, Leela and other, others. So I don't know if you would say he's the best out of them, but he's certainly probably most popular, I would think, um, for the most part. So my guess is if he's already on landing here, that's not a good sign. We're going to see more, but I could be wrong. DJ, what do you think? If Bender's at number 43, should we expect to see any other Futurama characters, or is this the only one in the entire countdown? I think Bender, this is a, a Game of Thrones situation, and Bender's Peter Dinklage. I think this is like, they never put up, uh, Game of Thrones never puts up a best actor. They only put best supporting characters. I think Futurama will do the same. I think everybody on that show has their moment to be great. Even the the the, the William Shatner ripoff captain, I, I forget his name at, right, at this moment. Brandon. But like everybody... Yeah, they're all great. So, I mean, uh, I guess if yeah, if Bender's this high, I don't see Fry leapfrogging him. I don't see anybody saying, oh, Fry's better than Bender. I, I think this might just be the one representative for Futurama. All right. Sketch, you had Bender at 90. Do you think he's more deserving to be on the other side of the countdown than where he falls? I love seeing Bender in the top 50. I didn't put him <laughs> in the top 50 because I was trying not to be biased. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bender. Bender is a fantastic character. I don't think he's necessarily the best character in Futurama. It's really hard to determine because I love Farnsworth. I love Zoidberg. Brannigan's hilarious. Leela's a great character. And I do like Fry a lot because he he has a story arc, unlike a huh. lot of these characters. And Hermes. Hermes is another great character. It's, the show is just loaded with fantastic characters. But Bender is easily the most popular, best well-known, so I'm afraid that if you're all thinking like I think you're thinking, Bender is going to be the only Futurama character on this list. Is that good or bad? That's debatable. I <laughs> I think as far as iconicness goes, it's got to be Bender. So I'm okay if he's the only one. I mean, he's the only one I voted for, so... Uh... <laughs> There we go. Uh, for anybody that, <laughs> 42. For anybody that was cutting us any slack for having Megatron appear on the list, I'm sure they will not cut us any slack for who's appearing at number 42. Not a Transformer, but let's go back to the 80s action cartoons. For an iconic hero, number 42, He-Man. So uh, He-Man coming in at number 42... Started in 1981 in a comic book. Obviously, has had uh, multiple series, three different television series. One uh, cult classic, 
live action film. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. And, uh, and apparently <laughs> one that's, and one that's coming up, maybe another live action film somewhere oh, on the horizon. We've been talking about that for 20 years, though. So uh, He-Man showing up at 42. Uh, we've already had She-Ra and Skeletor on the countdown. So obviously you would assume that this is the last character from the Masters of the Universe. DJ, what do you think about He-Man being in the top 50? He-Man has an interesting journey with He-Man. When I first when I started watching He-Man when I was little, it was almost like a comedy to me because like He-Man's like punching the camera and he's like, "Hi, I'm Adam." He's like narrating the whole show. I more loved the what the, the Cartoon Network version of He-Man because uh, with because one Skeletor and He-Man had actual battles because essentially the older version of He-Man just whooped. Skeletor's ass and Skeletor would run and it, it, I didn't like that. I liked it when it was more even ground and he was more likable and he didn't look exactly like Prince Adam. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> that also bothered me because in the, the 2000 version, I think it was 2003, I can't remember the year. It was 2002. Yeah. He, had, he was like a, 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 maybe like a 15, 16 year old kid and he would grow to be He-Man and his feats were just more amazing and I just, that show was great because He-Man would do things and you would cut to reaction shots of other people, and like Skeletor's mouth would be like a gape. He man's holding up this mountain. He man is pushing the, you know, he swam around eternity four times. So He man has always been like, you know, the uh, he he's gone from comedic to actually really cool. And God knows what the hell Mick G is gonna do with him. I I I, I shudder <laughs> to think, shudder to think it's gonna happen. Another character that all the females that contributed voted for, so maybe they like that physique. Um, also, uh, He-Man appeared on more lists so far than any character that has been mentioned thus far. So uh, more people voting for He-Man than voted for any other character we've talked about. Dan, you had him at 99, just sneaking in your countdown. Very similar to myself, I had him at 80, so way at the other end. What do you think about He-Man making the list at all? Uh, I mean, like I said, I... In my list, uh, I, I think maybe you get a, have an argument he belongs. I when I when we talked about Skeletor and the other characters in She-Ra, I, I mentioned I didn't I missed the He-Man craze, uh, and right. I never watched the 2002 cartoon, which I know a lot of people when he, when we talked about Skeletor would point to that and say you have to watch that because it it gives the character a lot more depth than the 80s version. It's unfair it just to read on that. So I I feel you know I'm un, unable to say, but. He-Man was one of those characters similar to Shrek that was pretty a dominant force in the 80s. He was certainly popular enough to be adapted by Dolph Lundgren, which there's something to say. <laughs> Nothing that's against him, sorry. Uh, it is American so, accent. I, mean, I, I still think he's a little little too high. Uh, even, but, hey, what are you going to do? Um, I, I, I would I think there's an argument for him to be in the list. What he, to put him in, above characters that we've gone over? Like I think you know, Bender or Futurama, uh, Futurama or Betty Boop or some of the other characters we've talked about. I don't think he necessarily stacks up. And again, I wonder if it's another argument where you could say he's not the most interesting character of his own show. Uh, would the villain or She-Ra be be a better character? I don't know. I'm speaking out of turn but yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe it's the, just the iconic nature that everybody well most everybody knows who he-man was i went to a uh halloween you know a costume place uh this year just kind of browsing through we were picking decorations for the house and there was there on the aisle there's a he-man uh halloween costume uh, you know all these years later from even the 2002 series i mean it's been a long time since he-man's had a show or a movie or anything like that uh but still there's a halloween costume for he-man and that's crazy to me sketch he-man not on your list should he be on ours 
I had him on my list at a point. He got bumped for some other 80s characters. But I think <laughs> he should be on the top 100. I don't think he should be in the top 50. Uh, right. I'm okay with it being in the top 100. If you add in the 2002 series where they, they, flesh, in, they flesh out the character a lot more and get, get rid of the problem of him looking exactly the same <laughs> regardless the of form. problem <laughs> yeah ser- seriously yeah i i think he's a, a better that. character with that but even if you just counted the 80s character because he was an archetype character and i can't think of like a character like him that came before him oh just thunder oh oh yeah yeah oh thunder Thundar the Barbarian. Yep. Fair point. Fair point. And some would argue Thundar is better. So, hmm. ooh, that's not a lot great. of them, but some some of them would. Not um, nearly I enough do... people know about Thunder. Right. But it, yeah, it was a crime that, that... I'm okay with He Man, but I don't think he should be in the top fifty. I can see that argument as well. I can see a lot of people saying he should be in the eighties or nineties. Um, I was just going to leave He Man in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It was a crime that that 2002 TV series got cut off when it did because it was about to ramp up e- to even another level. But I can definitely see He-Man being somewhere in the conversation, maybe not this high. 41. We have another tie at our 41 and 40 spot, so we'll go with the loser of that tiebreaker at this point. First, a comic strip, maybe mostly famous for the comic strip character, but had a TV series and some live-action films that we maybe or maybe should not talk about. Number 41... <laughs> From Jim Davis, we're going to go with Garfield. So Garfield showing up at number 41. We haven't had a lot of comic strip famous characters, Dan. So, um, I mean, we might have had some characters that showed up in a comic strip, but not ones that were as famous as maybe Garfield. So what do you think about Garfield being here uh, at number 41? I Actually, I like it. I loved the 90s cartoon as a kid. Yeah. Like, that was mm-hmm. probably arguably maybe one of my favorite cartoons during that time. That in... Uh, the farm one is it i can't US acres. there you go oh. that's the name of it and i and unlike you know some of the other characters we were saying the lead character is the most interesting i think garfield by far is the most interesting character of within uh within his own show uh so i'm, I'm happy to see it i know we had the great garfield heathcliff debate way back in the first episode of this countdown uh and i'm still on the even though heathcliff came first i always found garfield much more funny and uh you know, uh, a lot more interesting. I always thought Heathcliff was just, I don't know, something about him I found, I found boring, but I always enjoyed Garfield. And I know he had a, a few other series as well. He had the computer animated one and stuff like that, which I, I did not watch. On. I think that's still going on, and it got a lot of love. Frank Welker did the voice of Garfield in that newer cartoon. I want to say it's still airing, but I, I, I could be speaking out of turn. Yeah, I, I myself have not watched it, so I can't speak of it. But uh, I think based upon the, that '90s cartoon version, he did. And just going back to it, I think he, he like I don't know he he got as brash as you could for a Saturday morning cartoon character, uh, you know. And just his treatment of normal, I mean, like that that alone makes him worthy for those lists. So yeah, he's been in 29 different uh, TV series, movies, or video games. Obviously, a first appearing in the 1978 comic strip. You brought up Heathcliff. Heathcliff came in at number 86. Garfield at number 41. DJ, did we get that right? We're ready to party. We're ready. I hope you bring lots of spaghetti. I love that cartoon. I <laughs> loved the Lorenzo music version of Garfield. 
I, I, when they told me they cast Bill Murray, who was essentially Lorenzo Music has been like imitating for years, I was like, oh, maybe. And then I saw it, <laughs> the movie version <laughs> of it. And I was like, oh, they don't care. Uh, and he only did the movie because he thought it was the Cohen brothers, not the, you know, and it was some guy named Cohen, but it was the wrong Cohen brother. The cartoon, I, I mean, I think it holds up now. I don't know when's the last time you guys have seen it. The humor of that cartoon was really, really like ahead of its time. And I'll give you guys a dollar if you can tell me where he always mailed normal to. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, there you go. See? <laughs> we know our shit over here. <laughs> Deja vu, the feeling that you've done something before. Deja vu, the feeling that you've done something before. I mean, Deja I love... vu, the feeling that you've done something before. <laughs> That's what he does, the opening music song. We're talking about Heathcliff and Garfield. They both have great songs. And mm-hmm. the Garfield, how they do the song, and then it cuts. Every episode had a different uh, Garfield would cut it after the song and say some joke. And right. I, you know, I implement that on our podcast, and I, it comes directly from Garfield and Friends. I love that cartoon. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad if it's, I'm glad that it's uh, on the top 100. People might say it's too high, but I mean Garfield. Everybody knows who the hell Garfield is. Yeah, and uh, Sketch, maybe you're the best one to talk about. You had, you were the highest ranker of Garfield in your top 20. So what do you think of him falling here at 41? I guess I'm okay with it, but Garfield should be higher. <laughs> Garfield's fantastic. Oh, I love Garfield. Garfield and Friends, such a fantastic show. Garfield was easily the best character on his own show. Though there were a lot of great characters too, especially with the the US Acres bit. But yeah, you got to love Garfield plus all all the other versions, all of the like the specials. Just mm, Garfield. Love Garfield. Dan, last question on Garfield. Is he the best animated cat of all time? Ooh. Frisk wow. the cat's looking animated at me. Cat. That's, <laughs> that's serious. Frisk the cat. I don't know who the competition is. Even... Fritz and Felix? I don't know. Man. <laughs> I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll say yeah. I'll, I'll, I think I'll, I'll go with I'll go with yeah. Certainly just, you know, probably the most famous and I always found him really funny, so I'll go with he is. But maybe go. I'm forgetting of something very important. Hello, kitty? So, sorry, <laughs> creature. <laughs> Sorry, Fringer. Preview for, uh, preview Fringer, for my now. fearless friend. <laughs> I'm not ten, fearless. I'm scared shitless. Need to work ten, on a top ten animated cat list. There we go. We'll I was gonna say, to ten years from now, we'll give you the top 100 animated cats, and it'll be a stretch just to find 100. I <laughs> don't think it will, but you know, it'd be easier to find a hundred dogs. Oh, yes. because there's already a hundred and one Dalmatians. It, it depends. Do I get to? Oh, there we go. It depends if I get to include all the Thundercats or not. Are they? Sure. Oh, oh, why not? That's, Lionel looking at you. Every hey. cat girl in anime. <laughs> there we go. Anime will finally get its love. Forty. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's move on to the winner of that tiebreaker at number 40. Dan, I got one question for you. Uh, is there a company we haven't heard yet from today? Uh, Looney Tunes, right? Am I not wrong? No Looney Tunes yet today, and no. Anybody? Disney? No Disney yet. Pixar. All right. Yeah, no Pixar as well. We're going to break one of those. We got our first Disney character of the day coming in at number 40. Uh, more love. When we talk about Disney, I kind of slept on, I guess, some of these types of characters because I was thinking more classic Disney when I was thinking Disney. Number 40, Scrooge McDuck. Does Ooh. appear all the way back to 1947. Maybe a lot more people know him from DuckTales and some of the 90s properties. But uh, Scrooge McDuck coming in at number 40. Dan, you did have Scrooge on your list at 79. So let we'll let you start. What are your thoughts on Scrooge McDuck? Yeah, I mean, that was mostly due to the, the DuckTales cartoon and trying to think when I was putting that together, you know. Huey doing Louie are funny, but I, like, I, I didn't really feel like they had a huge spot. So I did, I did rank Scrooge McDuck. You know, the guy who loves money, he he swims in money, which is amazing. I mean, that's a skill I wish we, we could somebody <laughs> could have. Uh, you know, he, uh, he he has a pretty long history within cartoons, but I think the DuckTales really brought him to a new level. Uh, so I, I think this is high for him, though. Like, I think he's a fun character, but I don't think he is all that dynamic of a character. I don't think he's a, has a huge importance for a lot of people. I know, like, uh, when people talk about people being money grubbing, it's often like, "Oh, you're being a screwed McDuck," but uh, he. I don't think necessarily. If we're looking at the characters we talked about today, he really stacks up compared to those. So I think this is a little bit too high. I would. I would definitely put him on the other side of the top fifty. More so than now. I think DuckTales, the show, is great, but him as an individual character, I think, is strong enough to legitimize this placing of him. Another interesting thing when it comes to Disney is how people, you know, because we have Disney movies uh, and all the famous Disney films, and then we have all the Disney, you know, shorts, animation, et cetera, from the TV world side of things. And it's interesting how this is breaking down so far because we've seen a lot more of the movie characters show up. Uh, when it comes to some of the more classic Disney, we've not seen as many. We've seen Chip and Dale, Minnie Mouse, 
and now Scrooge McDuck, uh, DJ, is Scrooge more deserving than the likes of Chippendale and Minnie Mouse? Uh, I'm going to explain to you what nine-year-old DJ did uh, during a day. He got up, he went to school, he tried not to throw up after eating chimichangas, he went home, and he turned on freaking DuckTales every single day for until, you know, they decided to make it the Disney afternoon or whatever, and they started adding, like, gargoyles and all this stuff. DuckTales, to me, is where I kind of was introduced to Scrooge McDuck, because I didn't have the Disney Channel, so I never got to really see the the older Scrooge McDuck when he's playing, you know, the quintessential Charles Dickens. Scrooge. DuckTales was my show. But the thing about DuckTales is, it again, it's kind of got that Futurama thing. Scrooge McDuck is great. Huey, Dewey, and Louie is as interesting as him, or if not better. You got Launchpad, Gizmo Duck, The Beagle Boy. I mean, there's so much stuff on that show, and I know we're probably just talking about him all-encompassing, but if you ask anybody about Scrooge McDuck, I think the first thing they're going to say is DuckTales. I, I, I'm assuming they're going to skip over the Christmas right. Carol stuff. So if I'm going by DuckTales, duck I think he shouldn't... I mean, I, I was huge, huge Launchpad McQuack fan. So, uh... I mean, I had the shirt and everything. It was great. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Scrooge McDuck, I, I love him. I love that show. It's ingrained into my brain. I can sing. It has one of the greatest, and I'm talking about theme songs. You should probably do a list of that. One of the greatest theme songs of all time, next to Tailspin. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, maybe top 100. I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know if top 50 or, uh, I, I don't know if it's about this high. Um, Sketch, you had him higher, actually. You had him in the top 25. Is Scrooge the the main, the best pick for a character from DuckTales if we're going to exclusively look at the DuckTales part of Scrooge McDuck? More deserving so. than Huey, Dewey, and Louie? I mean, personally, I liked Gizmo Duck and Launchpad more, but I felt <laughs> like Scrooge was more iconic. Uh, he was he was definitely a centerpiece character in the series. You know, everybody knows who Scrooge McDuck is, but there was also the the Christmas Carol, and yeah, it's, it's just, he's Scrooge as in the Christmas Carol Scrooge, but I don't know, that was the version that uh, really, uh, that was the version that I saw first, probably, of any version of The Christmas Carol, so that stuck with me, and maybe there's some bias there, but I also <laughs> absolutely adored the DuckTales cartoon growing up, and Scrooge McDuck, he's also had other incarnations, and, you know, he's a good, consistent character, I, he's not that deep, but he is kind of interesting. <laughs> We had Carl on this list before, and he's a much uh, more caring <laughs> individual <laughs> than Scrooge McDuck in a, in a lot of ways. But as far as you know, grumpy so old you want me to break grump, down a, grumpy you... old men animated characters go. Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck, he's got to be up there. You're basically telling me that I failed in my job because I have not been breaking it down based on age. I have not done that <laughs> yes, ageist. Hair. Don't be an ageist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, personally, uh, Scrooge McDuck just, I must have, I mean, I love DuckTales. I love Scrooge McDuck. Love Huey Dewey and Louie, Launchpad, etc. It, it was not on my radar when I was creating the list. I had Chip and Dale much higher than, than Scrooge McDuck. Um, so I guess, I don't know, I, I, I would probably put Chip and Dale flip-flop where he they are and where scrooge mcduck is but hey a lot of you guys had scrooge scrooge on there so you would I, you would play the ducktales theme in your car and pump it loud at a stoplight yeah, absolutely mean, i actually awesome. would that's not a lie uh, <laughs> all right so scrooge mcduck uh, dan one question before we move on any surprise as far as the ratio between disney film characters and disney short 
or TV show characters. You know, we, Disney had a whole renaissance in the 90s with uh, TV shows. We had all the classic shorts, etc. Only three of those characters so far against probably about eight or nine of the film characters. I, a little bit. I feel like with a TV series, since you have more time, you get a little bit more time with some of the side characters. You may have an episode or two. Uh, where you you have the side characters kind of uh, the first and foremost, uh, where you don't really get that with the film, but so I'm a little surprised with how it's going, but I don't know. I, I, it also makes me wonder if what the t- top half is going to bring. Like we're talking about how a lot of people are picking one or two people from a franchise or a TV show. Is that happening with some of the movies? And are we going to get like a top 25 full of uh, really important Disney characters that? Than the main character where the side characters aren't being nominated. So, yeah, I I, I guess I'm I'm uh, holding anticipation to see what's happening next. All right, we're into the top forty now. Then obviously, and uh, maybe we need to make a category for Nickelodeon. I haven't been talking about Nickelodeon characters as much. Thirty nine. Um, originating in Nickelodeon, nineteen ninety nine, still going strong. Just had a pretty successful movie. Let's go to number thirty nine, which would be SpongeBob. SquarePants, um, which maybe opens up a new debate or a new discussion that we can have as far as, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about the adult characters, you know, the adult primetime cartoons. How does it work when we go into the more, um, and I guess SpongeBob doesn't really fit that, that category as much because he's a little bit more mature, but into the more youthful cartoons or, you know, you think of the likes of, I don't know, um, Bob the Builder and then Dora the Explorer, which are much more younger than than SpongeBob's audience, I guess. But uh, maybe a discussion we could have. Let's start with you, Sketch, as far as SpongeBob goes. You had him in your top 20 as well. A lot of your top 20, top 25 fall in here uh, in the last three picks. Uh, what do you think about SpongeBob being number 39? I have never liked SpongeBob, ever. But <laughs> I can't deny how popular, how well-known how long that show has been going and a lot of people like him. So I wasn't going to let bias get in the way. SpongeBob should be on the list. I will echo everything you just said. I've never watched a full episode of SpongeBob, but I did have him at number 35 on my list just for the longevity and, and how many people know about him, et cetera. Uh, Dan, you had him a little bit higher up at the leg sketch in the 20, uh, 23 range for you. What do you think? Have you seen SpongeBob or are you like sketch nine? We're just voting on basically iconicness. I've seen a little bit. I've probably seen seen more than you have. Uh, not like a show that I would specifically uh, seek out, but I've, I've been in rooms and I've know I've had friends who are really really huge fans, so I've watched you know by proxy in that way. So and I I I don't love the humor of the show, but I I can, I, I can understand why people do. And similar to you, I, that show has been huge for such a huge long period of time, and it's one of the most recognizable characters of all time when it comes to animation. So I, I think you can't deny that. And um, I, I like I, I can't say if he's the most interesting character of a show or not. I, I, he, I guess, arguably is. But I know people love him as a huge deal. I know he's sold so much merchandise. He's such a huge force. So I think he certainly belongs here. I, and I, I think he arguably should be higher because of just because of that, for sure. So, you know, he's not my cup of tea, but I can recognize a lot of people do love that show. So. 
made Tom Kenny a very rich man um, mm-hmm. in terms of voice acting. DJ, what do you think of SpongeBob and his placement and where he belongs? I will repeat what Sketch said. I <laughs> never liked SpongeBob ever. The only difference is that's where my comments end. <laughs> I don't like SpongeBob <laughs> at all. <laughs> I am going to be biased. <laughs> I hate SpongeBob. I hope he dries up and bursts into flame somewhere <laughs> on the edge of the ocean. I think it that type of humor just never like ne- like I've tried. And trust me, I've tried. My sister is in love with SpongeBob. She it, it worships at the altar of SpongeBob and <laughs> Squidward and the rest of those creepy people. I just can't watch it. I can't. My brain is like. It feels like something's pecking at my head when I'm watching it. Like, turn off the chair, turn off the TV, do anything else, <laughs> read a book, <laughs> go outside. <laughs> I've never liked SpongeBob, but again, I, I guess people like it. It means, I mean, this is a weird, crazy world we're living in now. So mm-hmm. there's weird things that people like. <laughs> so I let it go. I, I know, I know, it's not the right character to have this conversation, but the kind of the conversation I was getting at, since we haven't seen any of those characters, um, just real quick, you know, the likes of something like a uh, Curious George, a Clifford the Big Red Dog. Uh, Bob the Builder, Dora the Explorer, some of these characters that have been around for a long time but are are basically confined to a very uh, early time in people's lives. DJ, do they have any deserving, are they deserving of being in this conversation or are we doing right by leaving them all off? I mean, there's some of them that... So far, I mean, yeah, I, I can see some of them getting on there. I mean, especially over SpongeBob, for Christ's sake. Uh, <laughs> Clifford the bid rate. I mean, I, I worked childcare when I was uh, in twenty, in my twenties. I worked for the YMCA, and I mean, I, I I've watched all the Arthur and the rest, Dora the Explorer. I've seen all of these shows. Dora the Explorer, I would say, my because it was it was a big deal when Dora the Explorer hit. I can see that popping up yeah. or, you know, getting love. Clifford the Big Red Dog, I can see getting love. It is a little bit more childlike than, let's say, Transformers or something to that effect. But I, I still think they are recognizable. I mean, everybody knows freaking Dora the Explorer. The, the, the watch was in freaking Iron Man 3. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Dan or Sketch, any thoughts on that discussion? I on, wanted on more? Arthur. I wanted Arthur Arthur's to good. make the list, man. Yeah. Arthur, Arthur's it's a good show. Long, long-lasting show. Arthur's a good character overall, so I think Arthur should should make the list. I kind of think he won't, but I would be surprised if Dora doesn't make the list. Right. I, I think it's it's hard because a lot of those characters are they're designed for different things, right? Where a, when we think character, we tend to think a character that's designed to tell a story, designed to develop, designed you know to evoke emotion, where. A character like a Dora is not designed to do that. She's really just a vice to learn. So, mm-hmm. like, you're really, really grading on the effectiveness of that cartoon or, or device to sell products. So it's, and I guess you could argue some of the '80s cartoons are like that too. But um, so <laughs> I, I think it's it's harder because they're not they're doing two widely different things. Now there are shows like Arthur, which is different. Like they're not designed that. But like a Dora the Explorer or Bob the Builder, like. They're a different bag to me, and if we're rating them as shows, I think that's that's more of a comparison, maybe. But as characters, it's you know Dora is specifically designed to only to basically be directed by the audience, so it's hard to hard to compare her to like a um, someone like Betty Boop, who is a full fleshed character that has her own cartoon and own story. So it's right. it's different. I'm, I'm I'm okay. I didn't really include them because like because of that. So. All right. So we'll have to wait and see if any of them do find themselves in the top 40 as we continue to count down. 38. 
We're not going to go too much uh, further away as far as time period, though. We were at 1999 with SpongeBob. We're only going to go back two years to 1997 for our number 38 pick. Uh, a female character we haven't seen, only our second one of the day following Betty Boop. Let's go to number 38 with Daria. So Daria making it into number 38. Amanda had her at 28, so not too far off. Sketch, I believe you and Dan both had her on your list as well. So let's start with you, Sketch. You had her on the other side of 50. What do you think about Daria showing up in the top 100? I think Daria should show up in the top 100. Uh, I'm okay with her being in the top 50. Maybe a little lower. But Daria was a quintessential character for a generation. And considering... I mean. The first thing I thought was, okay, what are some really iconic female characters? And Daria definitely comes to mind. So, and there's not that many shows that were made for the audience that Daria is. So, like teenagers, there's not that many shows made for teenagers. So she also stands out in that regard. And, I don't know, she's also a very entertaining character. I mean, she's snarky. You know, we can all kind of relate to what Dari is thinking constantly. So, I think, yeah, she's a great character. And she should be on the list. And this is a fine placement. Selfless promotion, the top ten females of uh, female animated characters. Daria does make an appearance on that list that I did as well. So, go check out further thoughts for me on that post. Dan, what do you think of Daria being on the countdown? I definitely think she belongs on this list for sure. You know, she, when she was created, she was almost like the anti Beavis and Butthead in a way. Because, I mean, she started as a character on that show, right. kind of branched out, became her own character, uh, and was very much, she is very much a product of the 90s in a lot, like just thinking of the way she was. And she was a, like a, a voice of that, like cynical generation, I think, in, in a, lot, a lot of ways maybe a little ahead of her time because we see a lot of voices that continue that type of style moving forward. And that, that like Beavis and Butthead was funny and it had its moments, but if you go back and watch Daria, it, it was a deeper show than that of Beavis and Butthead, obviously. And I think it got into some interesting things. Even there was a great episode on how you handle death, especially when like, someone dies and, uh, and it's a person you really don't like. And um, so she was a, 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 especially being on MTV, considering she was pretty much, the anti MTV person for a very long period of time. Um, and just the way she would speak and act. So uh, I, I do think she belongs here. I think she's a, when, it, when you look at female characters, she is, she was one of probably maybe arguably one of the best of the nineties. So I, I'm, I'm glad that she's on here where she is. And I think it's a good spot. So five people had her on this side in the top 50. So they would agree as well. DJ, you, your simplistic review crew had Daria in your top 10. So what do you think of Daria falling at 38? 
Uh, I know uh, Matt and Justin, they're huge fans of Daria. Uh, I'm, I, I, I like Daria. So just because of what you guys have been saying is that she was the 90s. For, you know, and for MTV to do that, like Dan was saying, it's, it was one of the first... Because I've never really been a Beavis and Butthead fan. Again, I kind of shy away from the fart, you know, pick my nose humor right. kind of stuff. So, but Daria kind of stepped away from that and made it more, you know, thinking jokes and situational humor. That's kind of where my hipster mentality lies. And, <laughs> and it was a female character who was smarter than everybody else in the room, which I thought was great. I liked that, that type of humor. I just didn't expect on a medium like MTV. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I've been a fan of Daria for a while. I mean, I wish I, I heard something about them trying to bring it back, but I, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. I don't know how that would work. Or if, I don't if, think it would. I think it would same, have the same resonance as it did when it first came out. Right. All right. So Daria, number thirty-eight. You'll have to let us know what you think about her placement there amongst the top one hundred characters of all time, animated-wise. Thirty-seven. Let's uh, answer a question we asked just this episode. So we're already going to get an immediate answer. So those people that are <laughs> patient here, this is for you. So number thirty-seven. Let's go back to a show we've already talked about today once. That would be Family Guy, and number 37 is Peter Griffin. So uh, Peter Griffin, about 10 or so spots. Actually, 10 exactly. Stewie Griffin was 47, Peter Griffin 37. Dan, we put them the same order that you put them on your list, with Peter Griffin being the higher one. So what are your thoughts? I Looking at that, that may have not have been the smartest choice. That baby should be switched. Uh, I regret nothing. Anyway, I <laughs> I was drunk. Who knows? Uh, uh, but, I mean, like, Peter Griffin, basically, it's like, let's take Homer Simpson and dumb him down and make him a worse father. And that's kind of like <laughs> Peter Griffin. So, uh, he, he's side funny. Note, like, he, side note, he's... on the, on the uh, top ten animated dads, uh, I didn't put any of those guys on there. So. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, mean, I do think, though, that, like, you don't get Family Guy without Peter Griffin. Like yeah, uh, he he, right. he is that show. You know, he is, um, he very much is the Homer Simpson of, of that of that uh, of the show, and he does stand tall within all those craziness of the characters, and he has its moments, and uh, he's lo- he's a lovable loser, and he does have a, a few softer moments here and there, not a lot, not nearly as much as the Simpsons, but uh, considering. How big that show is, I think he's deserving of 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 this list. I did go back and forth a lot when it came to ranking of of them, and I think and for the most part, I ended up putting him on the list because I feel like he, even when the show has gotten worse, I still tend to enjoy him as a character. Where some of the other characters, I felt like Stewie Griffin at this moment in the show. When I do watch it, he's I just can't stand him at the way the way they've they've treated him. Where I feel like at least Peter stayed consistent as a character, and I still find him funny compared to some other of the characters in the show. Sketch you had on flip-flops. You had Stewie Griffin uh, about 20 spots higher than Peter Griffin. So what do you think about how we're how we're doing it, or the fact that both of them are at least appearing in the top 100? I'm okay with it either way, I guess. Uh, I mean, as far as entertaining idiots go, you don't do much better than Peter Griffin. His <laughs> shenanigans are hysterical. So I I figured he'd be on the list. I figured he'd be around here. And I don't mind him being ahead of Stewie on the actual list. 
I think I personally like Stewie a little bit more because you get more than one joke out of Stewie <laughs> most of the time. But as far as consistency of characters go, yeah, Peter's been consistently an idiot regardless of where the show goes, whereas other characters have dramatically changed, become more political, become skewed in different ways. But Peter, is he's still the same fairly lovable idiot that you just like, Peter, no. <laughs> just, <laughs> just don't. Oh, he did it. He did it. Oh, it was funny. Why did I laugh at that? <laughs> like a little um, self-loathing at this point. <laughs> right. DJ, we had a lot of people talking about the lack of primetime cartoon characters. Does a double dose of Family Guy solve that? I think so. I mean, Peter Griffin's <laughs> essentially uh, what if what if you get to follow the life and times of an internet troll? <laughs> because sometimes he, he's he is dumb, but then sometimes he's kind of annoying a person that deserves to be annoyed, and that's when I kind of like Peter when he finds that one person on the show when he just uh, pisses them off <laughs> to the point where okay, this person deserves. So I, I like it more when Peter is portrayed as being a little bit smart and snarky than when he's the idiot because if I'm looking for a lovable idiot I'm going to go toward that other guy that lives in Springfield. I'm not going to really go toward Peter because, I don't know I, I think Homeboy's a little bit more lovable uh, but when Peter is doing things that are in, in, like smart, when he's smartly uh, pissing somebody off is when I like him and I mean the chicken uh, throwdown oh, yeah. <laughs> if you have a chicken throwdown I mean, uh, though, though some people are now like trolling the actual troll and saying it's too long i don't want to watch it soon in five minutes i got it already i i think those are funny every single time they do it so all right so two family guy characters showing up um dan is that it for family guy uh yes i would say so all right 36 uh moving on to number 36 uh Maybe not on everybody's radar. It's not going to fit into your Disney category or your uh, Hanna-Barbera or your Looney Tunes or any of that stuff, but I'm actually pretty happy that he uh, made the list at all. So number 36, From the World and the Mind of Tim Burton, we're going to go to Jack Shellington. So from the 1993 film, I think this is a good pick. I think uh, people might sleep on this character, but uh, I had not seen – he didn't make my list because I hadn't seen the film – until last week so hmm. now i have no problem with him being there dan you had him much closer to the other end of the countdown at 83 let let's you have you start here jack shellington worthy of being in the top 100 yes or no well i think so i put him in my top 100 i'm really shocked to see him this high to be honest with you i mean i know people there's a huge love affair with nightmare before christmas but uh, i i didn't expect to see hear his name after we've gotten this far so that's kind of crazy for one, just the, the, the his design of a character is is so unique and odd and freaky, um, even from from the mind of Tim Burton, who obviously has given us some strange looking things. So, and you know, you gotta love someone who legitimately is just like, I'm gonna steal Christmas. That's that's pretty badass. So, um, it's been <laughs> quite some time since I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, Freddy Krueger. That's what we're talking about. Um, since uh, <laughs> a little since, bit since different. I've seen the act- <laughs> a little bit different. There are yeah. But uh, it's, but they're cousins. I'm 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 actually just kind of shocked that to see him this high. That's unexpected. Nobody had this character higher than twenty. So twenty is the highest he ever got rated. But sheer number of lists that he appears on, 
gets him this high onto the countdown. DJ, you guys had him at uh, 41. He comes in at 36. Are you happy that Jack Shellington is in the top 50? This is a Matthew Stewart pick because I have to admit this. I've never seen that movie all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces of that movie, and I'm not a huge Nightmare Before I've never been a Nightmare Before Christmas fan, but it is undeniable. Like we're talking about Betty Boop, the marketing of Nightmare Before Christmas is like crazy. When when Halloween comes around, you're gonna see that damn Jack Skeleton freaking everywhere. You're gonna see him on the internet. You're gonna see him in every Walgreens and CVS you walk into. He is iconic, but though he stole his gimmick from the Grinch. But whatever, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I can understand him being on here. I know my co-host will be elated because he's a huge Tim Burton fan, and I know he's big on uh, Jack Skeleton. So, yeah, I, I can understand him being on here. Uh, Sketch, you were closer with Dan. You had him at 92. So does he deserve to be on here, but maybe a little bit towards the other end? Or what do you think? You know, since DJ brought it up, I think he should swap with the Grinch. Yeah, Grinch is dead. He stole he was on my Heathcliff and Garfield. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Nobody stole somebody else's gimmick. That ain't right. But I, I think Jack is an important character, and he's a good character, and he's an interesting character because he's not your typical hero. So when you put him in this position, he's is he's stealing Christmas, you know, to you know to change things. He he wants to to change things, and that's an interesting character arc. And he's a fun character. He's an iconic character, so I absolutely think he should be on the list just a little too high. All right. And for some reason, I think I said Jack Shellington instead of Skellington, so let me correct myself. I'm drunk. I was um, wondering. <laughs> I was like, no, Shellington, have I been Jack saying Shellington. it wrong all this time? <laughs> no, no, no. I just completely misspoke there. So 35. All right. Moving into our number 35 pick. Um, somebody's number one pick will fall with this selection. Also staying in the 90s. So we have been stuck in the 90s for a little bit here with SpongeBob, Daria, Peter Griffin, Jack Skellington. We're going to stay there. Go back to the wonderful world of Disney, back to the film world, though. And that would be for our next Disney princess, Ariel. So Little Mermaid, Princess Ariel, at number 35. We've had three of them. We've had Mulan, Elsa, and now Ariel, Ariel, however you want to pronounce it. At number 35, Amanda's number one pick, so I'm sorry that she's not here to defend that, her favorite character of all time. Dan, you and I did not have it on the list. DJ, the Simplistic crew, did not have it on the list. So we'll go last. We'll let Sketch talk first because, Sketch, you did have her on the list at number 73. What do you think so far of the Disney princess vote? I think in retrospect, Mulan should be... I think Mulan is the best. I think Elsa is maybe the most popular so I don't think Ariel should be this high, though she, you know, she came before both of them. Uh, I, I put her on the list because I thought that she was an iconic character. She's kind of not a great character. I, there was that animated series after the fact and the the spinoff movies where she kind of grows her character, but in the initial movies, <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of those ultimate. You did something stupid, and now everybody has to pay for it. Situations. Yep. <laughs> yep. So she's not the most redeemable character, <laughs> but yeah. there is something about her earnestness, you know, her fascination with everything else in the world, and that's a really endearing quality to her. 
Like she's a curious character. She wants to know more about the world. Certainly a lot of people can relate to her. Maybe she should not be this high, but I can understand why a lot of people would be drawn to Ariel. I don't think she's as good of a character as maybe even Elsa, but I I felt like she should be on the list, and this is maybe a little too high, but eh. You know, I, I said the origin is 1992. That's obvious if you're just going by the Disney film. If you want to go back a little bit further, maybe 1837 would be a true origin oh. of the character. Uh, Dan, let's shift away from the Disney princess talk for a second. Obviously... Ariel is in a very important film in the history of Disney. Is she the best character from her own film, Dan? I think not. I think she's arguably not one of the top three, top four, maybe. I don't know. I mean, uh, definitely like the the villain, uh, you know, Flounder and Sebastian, and then, and then maybe Ariel uh, comes to mind. I mean, she did have her her own own cartoon series as well, which maybe she was able to be be more of a character in that, but. I guess if you look at her place as a Disney character, she certainly is, is an, an evolution compared to someone like Snow White. But still, mm-hmm. it, it does seem like if you look at the that story in, in a nutshell, it just seems kind of, you know, all you have to do is change everything about yourself in, in order to, to win over some dude, um, which is surprising. I, I don't, I mean, I feel bad because like Amanda's not here to t- t- tell us what she loves about that character. And I, 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 you, you do have to recognize that Little Mermaid is one of the most important Disney movies ever made. And she's certainly a huge part of that. And, you know, with, without her, that movie doesn't work because it's easy to be a, a, a great side character. Sometimes it's harder to be a, a, a main character that people can kind of rally around and develop. So I don't know. Like I, I do have some, some, some issues with her being this high. She's never really been a character that I, I tend to feel is one of the best Disney characters. Um, so I would maybe, uh, I, I would, definitely switch her with with a mulan i would definitely give it in ursula or or elsa mind you so yeah i don't know i don't i'm not i'm not a huge fan of where this is ending up dj most uh best animated mermaid ever <laughs> <I'm>, uh, <laughs> sure i'm gonna go with daryl hannah from splat well she's not animated uh, uh <laughs> I'll just say this. I don't want to keep beating a drum here, but Mulan won a war, killed hundreds of people, including the equivalent of Attila the Hun to save her father. Ariel gave up her voice to get some legs to get with a man. That's why I'm not a big fan of Ariel. That's why I keep saying Mulan is the best because of all the, the princesses, if you consider her a princess is not or not, she is the most badass of all of them. <laughs> she killed Attila the Hunt to save China. What the hell did Ariel do? What did she do? <laughs> I can't remember. I'm just remembering her saying, I can't speak. I, I just want to meet this this guy named, uh, what the hell was his name? Brian? Bill? Charlie? <laughs> Eric, whatever the fuck is it? I don't care. <laughs> I mean, geez, at I, least Belle was smart. I mean, yeah, I mean, again, Belle also did nothing, but sure, I let it go because it shows that she liked a man without his looks, so I give her that, but again, she did nothing. Mulan killed hundreds upon hundreds of people and and took a sword to the chest and lived with a dragon. What the hell did uh, Ariel do? She had a a calypso-singing crab and uh, a, a, a dumb fish, and she gave her voice away to some ugly sea hag so she could meet a man. And I know it's iconic, and I know it's under the sea. All that, like, Ariel does nothing. If you write on a chalkboard all the things Ariel does in that movie, 
And then right on the chalkboard, all the things that Mulan does on that movie. Hell, Elsa did on that in, in, in Frozen. And I don't want to, I guess it's just iconic. If you're going by uh, iconography, sure, because she has seashells on her on her boobs. Yay. Uh, I, I don't, I just don't see her as a great, especially for women, I just don't see her as a great character. I just, I, can, I, 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 I know she's pretty and she, you know, does the stuff. But if you ever really want to get into something yay. interesting, read the original version of Little, Little Mermaid. It's way darker. <laughs> way, way darker. <laughs> We're missing such a great opportunity for a, for an on-air fight here. If, I, if know, Amanda I, know, I know she loves her. I know she loves her. But again, I'm just going by facts, guys. Facts. And not <laughs> facts. Of I guess you could say maybe not what did she do in the movie, but outside of the movie, maybe she made an entire generation fall in love with Disney again. Um, so <laughs> maybe. I have an observation. I think, that, I think Sebastian did that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So how many yeah, we'll redheaded character how many redheaded females have we had on this list so far? I can think of at least three. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I failed at. I did not do hair color or age. So I will There's I'll, Chucky. I'll school how later. many blue eyed blonde haired characters? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, we'll have to wait and see. Are there more Disney princesses to come or not? Mulan, there better Elsa, not be. And now Ariel. 34. So, all right, let's go to another company that we have not heard from because they are two different companies, folks. Let's not lump them together. Uh, let's go to the world of Pixar for number 34, Buzz Lightyear. So we've had four Pixar characters up until this point. We had Joy, we had Sadness, we had Carl from Up, and we had Remy from Ratatouille. Now we get Buzz Lightyear. Um, is that the right... Is he is he better than all the other Pixar characters so far that have been mentioned? How many should we see still to come? How do you like Buzz coming in at number 34? Any of those questions. Let's start with Dan. You had him right in the middle at number 50. Ah, a little high for me, I think. I, I like Buzz Lightyear as a character, but like I, I think arguably you could say him and Woody should be a duo, but obviously I think they're probably more separated than, than a few. I think with, with Toy Story, he has a major role in the first film, but as they go on, his role tends to diminish a little bit because I think it becomes evident he's not as strong as a character or doesn't really... After you kind of solve his issue of thinking he's not a toy, like you kind of like lose a little bit with him. I mean, he basically becomes... You know, he has some funny moments. I mean, was it the second film or the third one where he they he ends up speaking Spanish for half third. of it or whatever, um, and you don't really lose much because of that. So I, I do think he's certainly memorable. I know he also had his own TV series for a while, which was like as if an actual Buzz Lightyear uh, show wasn't taking place in the Toy Story universe. So And he, too, I think probably sold probably more mer merchandise than that of Woody because he had a, he's a much more f fun toy to play with, arguably. But uh, I, I don't think he has a stronger character than some of the Pixar films. Maybe arguably Sadness and Joy, because we mentioned I think they work really bit better as an ensemble, but maybe individually they're not um, not as strong. But I, I think he's certainly deserving within the top 50, but I think this is a little higher, and I, I hope we get some more Pixar characters. I'm sure we will, because I think there's, there are better ones out there than Buzz Lightyear. DJ, thoughts about what Dan's saying? Uh, I, I would say, I mean, to me, Buzz is probably 
top three Pixar character. I mean, maybe mm. I mean I, I can only think of two. Me personally, I I have one that probably won't be on the list better than him. This is a personal preference. But again, we're going toward iconography again. If you, you go to freaking Disney World, you're gonna see Buzz Lightyear. Every place you turn is a Buzz Lightyear standing right there, dancing in front of you. Buzz Lightyear to Star Command. Come in, Star Command. Star Command, come in. Do you read me? Why don't they answer? <gasps> My ship! Blast. This will take weeks to repair. Buzz Lightyear mission log, Stardate 4072. My ship is run off course en route to Sector 12. I've crash-landed on a strange planet. The impact must have awoken me from hypersleep. Terrain seems a bit unstable. No readout yet if the air is breathable. And there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. I, I, yeah. I would thought I would think he'd be way higher than this, so I don't know. I, I maybe I'm wrong. I'm not a huge uh Buzz Lightyear fan, but I know the guy is every, he is one half of that one of the greatest trilogies of all time. So Alright. Sketch, what are your thoughts on it? I believe Buzz was the only Pixar character that I had on my list because he's easily the most iconic. Mm. Definitely going to sell the most merchandise. And he yes. had that, you know, <laughs> Buzz Lightyear, Star Command animated series where you know, you got other sides to the character. He is kind of one notish, uh, and then he's just kind of in the background, and then he's one notish again. But. I don't know. I, I don't want to get... There, there's two different ways that you look at characters. There's characters that are really well-rounded, well-developed, well-written, and then there are other characters that are just entertaining or iconic, fun, all these things. And I think Buzz is more on that sector, whereas some of the other Pixar characters on this list are more uh, well-rounded, better-written characters that you might get more of an emotional arc with. Well, you definitely would get more of an emotional arc with... Well, so, uh, uh, I think as far as <laughs> iconicness goes, Buzz should be on the list. I think he's too high. But, yeah, he's way it's, too high. <laughs> it, it, we'll have to wait and see on how the Pixar fans uh, believe or these characters should fall, perhaps. Um, interesting, too, because we spent most of today talking about characters that were more famous for TV shows. Now, all of a sudden, we see ourselves in the kind of middle of a film version here with Jack, Skeleton, Ariel, and now Buzz. 33. We're going to continue that in more film characters here in our number 33 spot. Uh, from the 1999 film, let's go with Iron Giant for number 33. So, Iron Giant. Possibly you could trace his origin back to 1968 if you'd like to be technical, but 1999 was the film that made him most famous. Iron Giant at number 33. Dan, you had him about 15 spots higher. What do you think of the Iron Giant showing up at number 33? I feel like we, we've gone a little bit without, like, with characters that don't speak at all. And I, and I think this is, you know, there's a lot of robots that don't speak. And we might get to another one coming up, but who knows? Uh, he is he kind of takes the mold of you know steven spielberg is even though he technically didn't direct it but i'm sure he had i think some hand in it and brad bird kind of took the spielberg technique of the boy and his dog but this is the boy and his robot 
and he does become a character that you you just kind of fall in love with, and which makes kind of the the way that movie develops all the more tragic. I, I love the design of the character, the you know the almost steampunkish of him. He leads to a lot of great humor. He has a great heart, and even though he not necessarily the la- largest vocabulary in the world, uh, what what there is effective. And you know he also the voice performance of Vin Diesel here also led to Groot. So you got to give give us some love there <laughs> in some ways. So. Yeah, and Iron Giant. I, I, I do like Iron Giant a lot as a movie, and I think a, a, he's a big reason why the movie works. So I, I think it's uh, he's certainly des- deserving of this placement. Yeah, and with Iron Giant, the film also got a lot of love, obviously, with our animated film listing. Um, interesting thing on this one is that the main reason Iron Giant falls where he does here is because of how high most people had him rated. He's actually on less, on fewer lists than everybody today, uh, except for uh, Huckleberry Hound and Betty Boop. Those are the three characters on the fewest list today that still had enough points. So a lot of people are rating the Iron Giant very high. DJ, top 50 animated character of all time, yes or no? For me, yes. Uh, and I, 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 at my day job, I, I was bringing up, we get to pick which movies. We I work in uh, making apps for movies. and We were trying to pick which movies to do, and I was like, we got to do Iron Giant. And like a lot of people around me were like, do people really like Iron Giant? I'm like, are you kidding me? Iron Giant is... I mean, as a film is, I mean, great. And uh, I mean, I guess easily, the. this is not saying much, easily the best Vin Diesel performance, but uh, I do like the whole relationship between uh, him and Hogarth and uh, the Superman imagery. And it, the only thing that pisses me off about the movie is that we never got the, I guess, sequel that it looked like it was setting up. Uh, I don't want to spoil the movie, but it kind of ends on a note where like, oh, maybe there'll be another one, but there never was. <laughs> But I love I, I love the Iron Giant. The only thing I think it would hurt it is that it's a give and take with that character. It's it's him his reaction to Hogarth and Hogarth's reaction to him. Him as a, an individual character, you know, may be a little bit limited. And I, I know that the DVD they kind of tried to flesh out some of his backstory and it kind of fell out of place. So I don't know. I can see. I, I think it's a pretty good position for him. I, I believe. All right, and a lot of love from the podcast that uh, participated because uh, Simplistic Reviews, In Session Film, and Talking in Circles all having uh, Iron Giant in the top 30. Sketch, not enough to uh, make your list, so are you the going to give us the opposing view on Iron Giant? Just kind of didn't come up in my head. Uh, Iron Giant's a fantastic movie. I think the character of the Iron Giant is worthy of the list. I wouldn't necessarily have him in the top 50 but he's kind of a unique character i mean there's certainly some other characters similar to him but you get a lot more of an emotional arc out of the iron giant than a lot of those other boy and their robot type stories so i think among those he should be on the list and i don't really mind him showing up this high but i'm a little perplexed all right. Fair enough. I had him in the top 50 as well. I had him at number 26. Uh, I just thought he was a, a great character, and I guess I'm wrongfully or rightfully, I don't know, I, I give bonus points to characters that can be as effective without uh, saying too much. So I guess I'm part of the reason we've had uh, so many non-speaking characters, for the most part. I mean, I, minus Vin Diesel. Uh, <laughs> I guess he earned his paycheck. 
I don't know. Um, but yeah, Iron Giant number 33, I have no problem with it. Uh, I like that he's at least in the involved in the countdown. And I really don't want to reveal any more picks today because I'm scared to re- reveal our number 32. 32. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I just if if we didn't get hate for Megatron, if we didn't get hate for He-Man, we are getting hate for number 32. And it might not even be deserving. It might just be because of what has come before this. For number 32, we're going to stay in the world of Disney. We're going to stay in the film world for our fourth character from The Lion King. So let the debate wow. rage on. Number 32, <laughs> a rare villain pick here, Scar at number 32. I don't know who wants to start, but we have some defending to do because the Lion King is getting ripped to shreds on the <laughs> website as not even, uh, quote-unquote, a second-tier Disney film. Oh, Dan- come on. Oh, come on. What the hell is the first tier? Cinderella? I don't know, but it apparently does not include Lion King. I would argue Lion that it's King possibly is the first best tier Disney King. film of all time. Lion King is a remake of Hamlet. Are you telling me it's a second-tier freaking movie? No, no, no. <laughs> Dan, before these two, these two are chomping at the bit, so I'll let you go first. What do you think of Scar showing up at number thirty-two? I will say I do think we have too many Lion King characters. Like I, I do think Scar's, <laughs> Scar's, Scar's deserving. I do think Tim, Timon and Pupa deserving. Mufasa, arguably, I don't think it's Simba. I don't know. Um, so I, I think two out of the four are, are, should belong here. Uh, I do love Scar as a villain. It, I would actually probably though flip-flop him and Maleficent I do enjoy I think Maleficent as a whole more as a as a uh villain than Scar though you do have to give Scar credit he did kind of win for a very long period of time he did accomplish his goal and uh you know kill Mufasa which is no spoiler alert uh which is no <laughs> he, died? Uh, he no killed fault. Mufasa yeah. <laughs> I know he also secretly killed Bambi's mom too it's weird oh, it's, he, hold a, yeah. he can hold a gun <laughs> Yeah, and he Cinderella's can. real parents. He's really, yeah. His nickname is the African Sniper. <laughs> what an elaborate nickname! That's the greatest thing. So ever. that's why we know Lion King is a first tier Disney movie. There we uh, go. I mean, it, it, that sells itself right there. <laughs> no, so I, I do like Sky. Great voice performance. He's got a pretty solid song as well. You know, he is. Oh, yeah. You talked about the remake of Hamlet, and uh, he very much is that. It even has like a kind of some fascist uh, elements to, to to his the song is in his character. So uh, I, I like Scar a lot. He, he's a fun character, uh, and uh, I love his little back and forth with Simba and his manipulation of of Simba and everyone around him. So, um, but yeah. Uh, before before we get too far into the actual Lion King debate, DJ, when we're we haven't heard your thoughts on any of these Lion King characters. We've had four of them show up. Dan mentioned them. We've had Timon and Pumbaa, then Simba, then Mufasa, and now Scar. How many of these characters are actually worthy of being in the top 100? I think uh, if you're going to use them as a group, two of them, Scar and Timon and Pumbaa. Mufasa is great, but he's limited. He's not in it enough. I mean, though people, you say Mufasa, know what the hell you're talking about, but I think when it comes to villains in Disney, Scar is, to me, one of the big ones, and he's probably the most interesting character in the movie for me, for me personally. And second to that is the, the Timon and Pumbaa role, who, the, who are the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of the movie. Uh, so much, so in Lion King one and a half, they did the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern thing. Let me just say this, okay? 
love or hate Scar, love or hate Timon and Pumbaa, want them on the list or not, you cannot, in a straight face, say Lion King is a second-tier movie <laughs> in Disney. Have you mm-hmm. seen Thumbelina or any of these other uh, fly-by-night Disney films, The Princess and the Frog? Lion King beats the crap out of all of them. They were teaching Lion King in school. I had to learn uh, Latin, and they made us watch it in uh, Lion King in Spanish. <laughs> Lion King is essentially one of the big big movies. I don't, for some to say it's second tier. Second tier? What the hell is first tier? <laughs> what are you talking about? You can't say Pixar because if you if you slide Pixar out of there, what the hell is first tier? What's above the Lion King? Yeah, Maybe uh, Beauty and the Beast. Maybe. But that's about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I would... I... The argument usually is more so, is Lion King the best Disney film yeah, of all time yeah. or not? So I've never had someone say it's second tier, but uh, he's not here to defend himself, so I'm not going to bash on him too much. Um, <laughs> sketch, real quick to get your opinion, and Dan brought up something I want to get your thoughts on. We had Maleficent way down at 69, now Scar at 32. Is Scar a better Disney villain than Maleficent? I like Scar more. Yeah. I'll say that much. I think Maleficent should be higher than Scar for significance and like just plain evilness. But Scar is such an amazing manipulator. And yeah. like you said, he, he did win for a significant amount of time. And he's, oh man, the song and all of the stuff that he did to get where he is. He's, he, he's the villain you love to hate. Because he's such an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) The things that he did to his own family, my gosh, what a terrible, terrible thing. He's Simon freaking Gruber. (laughs) My gosh, man, how can you not respect that? (laughs) As far as iconic villains go, Scar has got to be up there. Perhaps we've been discounting the fact, like Dan kind of brought up, but if you look at the villains that we've had in the top 100, the only two that have made the top 50 so far both killed somebody. Oh! We had had Megatron and Scar show up here. So maybe there's something with actually being able to deal that deadly blow. Uh, There's a lot of unaffected villains. (laughs) Dan, do uh, do we have any room for the hyenas or Rafiki or anybody else from the line? Oh Vicky. my gosh! <laughs> Maybe one of the giraffes from the Circle of Life. There's uh, a strong opening song. I'm hearing yeah. it on the streets. <laughs> so yes, yeah, Scar as one of the, the gooey, highest... cream-filled kind bugs. <laughs> we could we can only assume that Scar is the highest of the Lion King characters, outranking all the rest, and a high villain on our countdown so far. So we'll have to wait and see what people think I about that. I guess he got that. to be king. And about the Lion King debate. Let's stick with Disney. Let's stick with films. But let's go to a as far away from Scar as you can possibly go, I think. I mean, basically a polar opposite. 31. And let's get out of the 90s for the first time in a while. Let's go back to maybe 1894 or 1967, whichever version you want to go with. Let's go to the World of the Jungle Book and let's talk about Baloo at number 31. So, uh, interesting here, we've had some Disney princesses, we've had some Disney villains, now let's get to another one of those more supporting characters, I guess you could say, in Baloo, although it has a main, a major role in it, number 31, let's start with you, DJ, what do you think about Baloo showing up here? Love Baloo, um, 
might, might, people might say it's too high because Jungle Book might also be a second tier cartoon or whatever. But I, <laughs> I remember Baloo from Tailspin. I saw it backwards like I did with Scrooge McDuck. I saw DuckTales and then I saw the Christmas Carol. I saw Tailspin and then I saw Jungle Book. I never got to see Jungle Book originally. And then I was like, okay. And he was a little bit uh, <laughs> a, little, a little bit different in the, uh, <laughs> the Jungle Book movie than he is in, as, a, as a, a pilot in uh, Tailspin. Um it's tough for me because I love Shere Khan, but I I might be in the I, I'm pretty sure I'm in the minority there. Where I think Shere Khan's one of those other guys that are super evil, and I love what Idris Elba did with that character. But I think Baloo just as one of the he's just all around great, uh, you know, great friend, great singing, all all the stuff he does. It's like you you want to hang out with Baloo. You know, I well, at least I, I did. Uh, though like, <laughs> like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and the Revenant, but I I think I still want to hang out with Baloo. <laughs> He's just a great character. I mean, and that's a movie again that has a lot of great characters with King Louis and hell, even Mowgli and uh, 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 Ka or Scott the, the Snake. Ka. Ka. Yeah. But but I think Baloo is the one where you walk out of there and you're a Bagheera too. You're walking out of there going, man, Baloo is cool, man. I'd hang out with Baloo. He's scat. He's singing with Scatman Carruthers. I'd hang with that guy. So yeah. <laughs> Baloo, uh, Jungle Book was always my my older brother's favorite Disney film, so I got exposed to it a lot growing up. And uh, Bagheera was, was always my favorite character, but Baloo is easily probably the most iconic character of the film. Dan, you had him in the top fifteen. He shows up at thirty one. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, maybe that's a little too high. I love Baloo, though. He's like the he, he's one of those characters that you're just like, I just want to hang out with him. Like he just like he seems like the cool dude. And a lot of that was often was due to uh, my enjoyment of both that of Jungle Book and uh, Tailspin. I would actually call Jungle Book a second tier Disney movie, but not a, not a bad not in a bad way. I don't I don't I, I, I think it's enjoyable, but not not nearly their best. But I think he's the best character of that movie and plus he's a bear that can fly a plane i mean that's true man so <laughs> and a pilot's license you know how hard it is to get a pilot's license especially with a bear <laughs> i know and his plane is i love his plane too like i remember like that's a pretty, pretty was it the sea duck is that the name? yeah yeah Play, know, so cloud kicker is his co-pilot and uh yeah yeah <laughs> so i, I do stuff. i do and he's got one of the best you know uh one of the best disney songs ever so Ooh. There's a right lot there. going. There's a lot going for him, so that's why I ranked mm. him so high. Mm. Sketch early on, we talked about uh, in the first episode of this countdown. We discussed a little bit when it came to you know Disney villains, Disney princesses versus more of the supporting characters. We've had a few of them show up. Let's talk more Lion King. We had you know Timon and Pumbaa. We had Jiminy Cricket. We had Tinkerbell. And you guys had said, well, there better be some more still to come. Here we get one of those. And Baloo, uh, how do you feel about Baloo being in the top fifty and uh, the love for some of these more supporting characters? Hmm. I wouldn't necessarily say Baloo is one of the more iconic supporting characters in Disney films. He's a great character, and I think he he gets a lot of extra points from Tailspin. And that's that's definitely where I got to spend a lot more time with Baloo. I'm pretty sure I saw the Jungle Book before Tailspin. But, you know, I didn't have him on my list. I didn't really think of him. Uh, I felt like there were other Disney characters of more significance. And I don't know. Uh, in retrospect, yeah, he, he seems like a fun guy to hang out with. Uh, maybe not the best role model, but at least he's a better role model than Louie. <laughs> 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 so, 
So, uh, yeah. So Baloo coming in at number 31. Interesting as how this Disney stuff is breaking down. We, we hadn't had any for the first half of the episode today, and now we're getting a, a plethora of them for sure. 30. For number 30, we're going to go to something that we have not even mentioned up to this point. I don't even know if this franchise has even been talked about when we were talking about the anticipation for the list, what we were going to see, what we weren't going to see. And I know one commenter on the website will be happy that they're finally getting a mention. Let's go to the world of Peanuts. And number 30 is none other than Snoopy. So Mm. obviously originating in the 1950 comic strip uh, Snoopy at number 30. Three people had Snoopy in their top ten, including myself and you, Sketch. So we'll let you start. You had it at number ten. It comes in at number 30. What do you think? Gotta have Snoopy. Top ten. Snoopy's a fantastic character. Iconic character. He's very entertaining. You get all kinds of stories with Snoopy. Like Snoopy's great because he kind of goes off into his own little world. And there's been lots of iconic dog characters in animation but snoopy is just way up there he's also a pilot first yes also a pilot <laughs> love for pilots i didn't damn is it, I he didn't a better occupation. pilot than blue oh no 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 the world and, i never know and occupation i didn't i didn't list everybody's occupation and occupation <laughs> uh lizard man lizard man and lizard man <laughs> i love harvey birdman but yeah i i can't imagine not having snoopy in at least the top 15 I, I absolutely had to have him in my top 10. Makes it number 30. Uh, some more love for a virtually non-speaking character here. Dan, not uh, worthy on your list, but what do you think about him showing up at all in the top 100? Yeah, I guess I'm not I'm not the huge is fan of Peanuts. Like, I liked him as a whole, and but as characters, like, I don't know. Like, I, I was when I was making my list, I... I I thought I would have a spot for Snoopy, and I was just the more I put it together, I just I just couldn't find uh, a place for him all that much. And um, I know, I don't know, I I just I guess I don't. Um, I find him more interesting as a comic character within within the pages than I do as a cartoon character. If that makes any sense? Like I, it does. Um, so maybe that that is is is, is a part of it. So uh, I mean, I, I can't argue that he doesn't belong here, and I mean, I think he certainly has a huge impact within the world of animation or what you would have you, but I don't know. It just, for me, just wasn't one that, similar to uh, Sketch when it came to Baloo, for me, when it came to Snoopy, he's not really one I really thought of all that much. Uh, for, for me, I, I'm not a huge fan of the Peanuts either, and I've watched every single special that there ever is, ever has been, um, because I created all the pages for them at BehindTheVoiceActress.com, so I literally had to watch like all 70, I swear to God, there's 70 specials that have been... Uh, aired for peanuts and i'm not the biggest fan but if i'm going to put a peanuts character on my list it's going to be snoopy because i do think he's iconic enough so i had him ranked pretty high myself um dj where do you fall on the snoopy debate uh i i'm kind of sad because i am a fan of peanuts a huge i mean i'm not huge but i I watch it every year every time this comes on but i'm sad because this is probably going to be the only peanuts character and snoopy isn't my favorite peanuts character i mean i know he's the most iconic he's got a a, a blimp every we're gonna see it in a couple days and uh <laughs> he he's uh, the spokesman for metropolitan life or whatever the heck for for decades now <laughs> <laughs> so the the non-speaking spokesman but i'm more of a linus charlie brown guy so but i mean i it's one of those nice. things where you see him it's like oh yeah of course snoopy i mean i can understand him being on here he might be 
top three best animated dog of all time. There we go. So, so Future yeah. list. All right, so Snoopy, our first Peanuts character, is he our only one? We'll have to wait and see. Coming in at number 30. 29. Let's go to number 29. We briefly exited the 90s and Disney, but we're right back there for our number 29 pick. And also, the character appearing, I've said it a couple times, but now a new one, appearing on more lists than anybody we've talked about through the first 70-some picks here. Uh, and not even close, he's, he's on two more lists than anybody that we've talked about before. And that is a head-scratcher for me. Not because I don't think he necessarily is deserving or not, but I cannot imagine him being on two more lists than every other character we've talked about so far. Not a Disney film character, a Disney TV character, and this one is Darkwing Duck at number 29. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Darkwing Duck on two more lists than every other character we have talked about thus far. Dan, is 29 too high for Darkwing Duck, or is the love deserved? Man, well, it's Batman in the in the Disney world, so that's that. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little a little surprised that it made it this high, honestly, but yeah. this is the way things are. So I, I would say it's maybe a little too much. I, I would probably put him on the other end of the top 50. I don't know if I would feel comfortable putting him uh, ahead of some of the characters we've talked about. Like, even talking about Snoopy, someone I didn't list, I would say if you look at Snoopy and Darkwing Duck, I per personally prefer Darkwing Duck more, because I, you know, but there's no argument that Snoopy's probably been a bigger, a more important character than that of Darkwing Duck. So, I do think that's kind of a product of people making lists, for sure. You can definitely tell a lot of us grew up in the 90s having both Baloo and Darkwing Duck in the same list, and I think we talked about uh, Scrooge McDuck too. So we're gonna get like all the Disney animated action packed. Maybe a gargoyle two will show up. Maybe a, a gummy <laughs> bear or two. Um, there you go. Cruffy so, uh, so I, I like him as a character. I do think this is too high for him. Um, but you know, eh. if it wasn't for the cinema geeks, actually, he'd probably even go higher because Amanda, myself, and Fridley sent none of us had him on our list. Only five people left him off, and we were three of them. So uh, a lot of love across the board for Darkwing Duck, famously voiced by Jim Cummings. Uh, DJ, your guys, you and your guys had him at number twelve. He comes in at number twenty-nine. What are your thoughts on Darkwing Duck? Uh, when there's trouble, you call DW. Uh, no, uh, I, again, I follow Launchpad McQuack. So uh, Launchpad McQuack was one of the first kind of like spun off to I was like oh he's getting his own show and I was like oh he's a psychic <laughs> of Darkwing Duck but I mean Darkwing Duck is he's kind of skirting that Inspector Gadget uh, kind of realm but he actually does sometimes win like solve a case or you know because he's bumbling and his niece I think it's her niece, his niece uh, I forget her name would yeah. help him Adopted. out adopted niece or adopted daughter or whatever she does it's very close to inspector gadget except for darkwing does sometimes actually do something <laughs> but i mean i his 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 fandom is rabid so it's it's not even uh it's not even surprising to me that he's this high because darkwing duck to this day has a rabid fan base but again every time i uh, i was watching darkwing duck i was like where's launchpad show me launchpad mcquack <laughs> where's oh, oh, gizmo duck's coming okay good that's fine where is launchpad mcquack <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm gonna sound like a broken record but uh, sketch you had a, a an instant reaction when i said darkwing duck does he deserve to be on two more lists than every other single character we've talked about thus far yes absolutely <laughs> gentlemen let's get dangerous let's get now, dangerous <laughs> i I ranked him very low because I didn't want to be biased because Darkwing Duck is one of my favorite characters. He's easily my favorite Disney character. 
And to be fair, Sketch had him at number 70, so that's uh, where he had him ranked. But okay, oh, I thought it was even about. lower. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I'm delighted to see him this high. I think it's it's too high. I would maybe put him in the top 50, but I put him about where I thought he should actually fall in the list for the most part because you know he's he's not the deepest character uh he he does have some sides to him you know he has his sentimental moments he's he's a very funny character but it's usually because things are happening to him uh he's he's not uh, sometimes he, he cracks it and bush fruit the most dangerous criminals ever and we're playing let's pretend oh boy i love let's pretend yeah, let's pretend. Let's pretend he's on fire. Yeah, put out the dark wing. Put out the dark wing. Nice try, green sleeves. You put out dark wing. Put out dark wing. Four out of five dentists survey say it's time for us to get out of here. Put out the dark wing. Put out the dark wing. <laughs> oh boy, what do we pretend next? How about pretending you have a brain? I had it all under control till you came and let them get away, Mr. Pan out the Darkwing. <laughs> Why do I have to be a big, disgusting, clumsy dinosaur? Why me? Why? 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 Oops. Did I hear? Oops. I did. I'm sorry, Darkwing. This is the second most painful moment of my life. What was the first most painful? Put out the Darkwing, put out the Darkwing. He, he's maybe not the most interesting character in his own show, but he's really iconic, and I love him, and all of his taglines, it's... Can you do the tagline? Can you do, can you do the Darkwing Duck tagline? The Oh, oh, you... I am the terror that flaps in the night. <laughs> I am the gum on the bottom of your shoe. <laughs> we're actually only going to see seven characters that were on more lists than Darkwing Duck. So wow. only seven characters in the whole countdown will be on more lists than Darkwing. 28. All right, we're going to go to number 28 now, Ron, and only a few more spots left for today. Let's go back to the world of MTV for Beavis and Butthead at number 28. Number 28, Beavis and Butthead. Um, Sketch, you barely missed this one. You had him at 24. We'll start with you. Beavis and Butthead just missing out on being in the top 25. That's okay. I, <laughs> you know, Beavis and Butthead are very iconic. Uh, their show was something that opened the door to other kinds of animation for, you know, kind of not necessarily adults, not necessarily kids. But it's... They're also fairly entertaining and a voice of a generation, so to speak. So they're undeniably iconic and the show is good. Maybe it's an acquired taste. Uh, I was never the biggest fan of it. Uh, I, I, I was probably a little too young in its heyday to appreciate it when it was really hip. But I, I think that they should be in the top 30, not necessarily the top 25. I, I just can't. They fell where they did on my list. I, I don't know. Right. But I, I think that's a good place for them. 
Our number 28 pick, Beavis and Butthead, DJ, you guys had this one in your top 10 as well. So what do you think about Beavis and Butthead being at number 28? My co-host did, as I said earlier, I'm not a huge Beavis and Butthead fan. I was more of a fan of the spinoff shows from Beavis, which is, I think, King of the Hell and, and Dari. So I... I I, I I guess they had a movie, man. <laughs> I just never. I, I try. I remember when it came out. I I am old enough to remember their heyday and watching Beavis and Butthead as a Do America or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. I, I I just I'm watching it. I'm like, man, it's like one of those jokes that you don't get. Like you feel like you walk into the middle of a conversation. Like, hey, what, what you guys are laughing about? What's, what's, what's so funny? That, that's how I felt every time I watched Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so I know. I mean, again, I'm not faulting anybody for loving it because it's just it's it's just one of those jokes that I, I, I that DJ never got. <laughs> so. oh. All right, Dan. We had Daria at 38, Beavis and Butthead at 28. What did you think about that? I think that's fitting. Like I, I guess you could argue Daria is probably a little bit a more complete character than Beavis and Butthead. They're kind of, more but I would find too. Beavis and Butthead more more entertaining for sure. Just because I mean, I think. Beavis and Butthead are, are definitely meant to be more satirical than Daria is, where Daria is meant to be more of a, more of a. She gets her comedy in a different way. Um, plus, you can't. I mean, similar to like SpongeBob, which we talked about, you know, Beavis and Butthead were hugely impactful during the '90s for sure. Uh, my favorite part of, of of the show was always just hearing them make fun of different music videos of the time and, and talk to those. And I did I did find Beavis and Butthead funny. I. I don't know why I just I, I did enjoy that comedy it because it, it, it is still coming from Mike Judge you know the guy who has given us some brilliant comedy and I think yeah there are some of the TP for my bunghole jokes but I think there is some actually some some smart comedy in there as well hidden within all the the crazy stupidness I mean I think it kind of you know Mike Judge realized he's also he he's making a show for the MTV audience but he also you know would hiddenly make some some smart references and, and things in there. It, it, on occasion i mean they are certainly a product of a time i know they try to bring them back was it like 2010 ish or so and and they did not like it did not nearly have the same impact so i i don't think maybe they would have longevity of certain characters like a spongebob so maybe you would argue that they're a little too high because of that but uh i i'm happy at least and i think we may get maybe not another beavis and butthead character but I think we've they have had a certain like inspired character like my judge Mike Judge has taken characters that were within this show and kind of transformed them, edited them, changed them a little bit, and gone off and made other shows with them. So um, I'm hoping we get a little bit more of uh, the world of Mike Judge when in the animation coming up, but who knows? All right, I, I didn't find room for Beavis and Butthead in my personal top 100, but I expected them to show up somewhere. I have no problem with them being listed. I just like I said, if I was doing 125, I probably would have fit them in, but I just just eked out of my list, but have no problem with them showing up here at all. 27. Going to our second-to-last pick for today at number 27. You guys uh, have hinted at this, maybe, uh, the possibility of this showing up in previous conversations, previous episodes. When I talked about anime, you said maybe we would see one more. Or maybe we would see multiple more, but at least one. And I think we're getting maybe one of the ones that you guys were hinting at. Number 27, Goku from Dragon Ball Z. Originated in 1984 manga. Has been in 57 different shows, movies, video games, etc., etc. Goku from Dragon Ball Z. Dan, you had him at 17. He shows up at 27. We'll let you begin this one. I I have I did watch a a good deal of Dragon Ball Z. I I think I, I came in... During the the Frieza storyline, when and lasted until like it 
spun off and became something completely different w- within Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I'm not the hugest anime or manga person, but Dragon Ball Z did kind of work for me. Um, I, similar to like kind of, it's a running record, but some people may say Goku is not the most interesting character within. Uh, but there's also different versions of him. You have like the kid Goku, you have the adult Goku, and I know people have their preference. Uh, but uh, you, he probably, if you look at anime characters recogni- that are recognizable to general audiences or United States audiences as a whole, he may be the most recognizable, the most, one of the biggest. It's considering how big that cartoon was. I could be speaking out of turn, but I'm thinking he has to be up there. <laughs> Man, he's good. Far better than I expected him to be. I'll still beat him. Kakarot! What's wrong? I was hoping for a more interesting fight. You'll get one! I promise! Kaioken attack is a nice trick, but I've encountered something just like it before. Huh? <laughs> Don't there tell there me may be better Dragon Ball Z characters as a whole. I know people love Vegeta and Piccolo and all those, so I doubt maybe Vegeta will make this list, but I don't think any of the other ones will. Uh, so I, I, I ranked them that high because of just the huge uh, impact that Dragon Ball Z did have within the world of animation, within the world, I mean, Toonami and whatnot like that i think got me to watch that and i'm that's just a lot for someone who like myself who usually turned off because of anime just doesn't click with me but he did as a character and he was the thing i enjoyed most about um that show so uh, i i think maybe he should be higher but like i said when it uh, comes to anime in this list you know create us on a curve so <laughs> DJ, uh, we could also talk about Dragon Ball in the same way we've talked about a few other things, uh, an ensemble that maybe doesn't have those you know, standout stars, but as a group is good. Uh, but we did get one character in to represent Dragon Ball Z so far. Um, do you think that is that they're worthy of having at least one entrant in the top 100? Oh, Kakarot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, as, by that sentiment, you know I'm a Vegeta fan over Goku, and I think what Dan is saying is 100% right. I, think, I, I just think that this is a show where We've been saying it throughout this show. It's just everybody else around it. Goku, to me, is better than Goku. <laughs> and I think it's I've been ruined by Cartoon Network, who would take storylines and stretch them out to the point of annoyance for me and made Goku seem very dumb and causes the death of other people. Why I started to hate him. <laughs> so, but again, it, it, Dragon Ball, he's synonymous with Dragon Ball. And he, I mean, he is the, the, 
underlying main character of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. I just I lean toward Vegeta because Vegeta is about that business. He he go right to, he go right to work. <laughs> Goku <laughs> eats food and then thinks about you know maybe I should go and save everybody. But I'm really hungry and then 35 people main characters getting murdered. Oh, you kill my friends. That's why I don't like Goku. <laughs> <laughs> but but I know he's a he's a he's a Dragon Ball Z you know champion and he's just a staple. So I don't I th- I think this is kind of high for him. I mean we've been talking about uh, characters like. Uh, you know, Snoopy. I don't think Goku is right. more iconic character than Snoopy, or you know. But I guess if you're gonna put anybody from Dragon Ball, I would say Vegeta. But if you're gonna put him, I, I can understand it. Six people had him in the top fifty. Sketch, you were the closest to nailing the spot that he came in. He came in at number twenty-seven. You had him at twenty-nine. What do you think of Goku and the Dragon Ball issue? Well, fun fact: Dragon Ball Z has been on American American television pretty much a little bit off and on since like 1996 Mm. it's still on it's still on at midnight on adult swims tsunami block they brought it back because nothing else does ratings like dragon ball z and like all y'all goku's not the best character in dragon ball z in my opinion piccolo's better vegeta right now is going cuz you kakarot Curse you, Kakarot! Personally, <laughs> I always liked Gohan. I thought his character arc was more interesting. His son, Gohan. Yeah. Uh, and then they kind of ruined Gohan later. <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> but I did like Great Saiyan Man. That was entertaining. But Goku also... Kid Goku, as as uh, Dan mentioned, Kid Goku is a more enjoyable character. You know, he's kind of... He's fun. He's, uh, he's actually... Kid Goku is actually... A teenager by age i believe and <laughs> yeah but he's the quintessential young shonen anime protagonist that is goku kid goku and without him we wouldn't have naruto we wouldn't have monkey d luffy we wouldn't have gone from hunter hunter you probably wouldn't even have the likes of yusuke urameshi or ichigo from bleach or you know any any or of those characters. Aang from Last Airbender. You wouldn't have. He's a, Aang yeah. is essentially the same character as Young Aang, Goku. Aang is also yes, very very much Goku. So that is a reason why I put him as high as I did because Goku is that iconic, especially internationally. Everybody knows who Goku is. So you gotta have Goku up there for that reason. And as far as being a good character goes, I think that he at one point was a good character. And then as the show changed from fun adventures to a bunch of tournaments and a bunch of sci-fi stuff, Goku got a little less interesting. I, I think another thing is the Japanese version of Goku is really more childlike, whereas the American version of Goku, because of how they dubbed it, and I hate to say this, but he's kind of one part Superman, one part dumbass. So, and that doesn't, it it doesn't really, it it doesn't give his personality what it deserves. And I think the more recent versions of the dubs of Dragon Ball Z have kind of brought that back into play where he's, he's really more of a big child and that can be annoying to an extent, but he's also somewhat endearing. So in the same way that Homer Simpson and Peter Griffin are enduring in that, in that way, I think Goku, as a big man-child, 
has certain qualities that are endearing. But because you also have the Kid Goku and the whole like legacy of that type of character, you got to have Goku on the list, and I think he's falling right about where he should. All right. Goku at number 27. That means there's only one more spot before we enter the realm of the top 25. 26. We're going to go to uh, hit two things here, a female character and a villain. So our number 26, interested to see what your guys' thoughts are on this one, Cruella DeVille at number 26. Dan, you just missed this one. You had it at 22. As far as, let's just look at Disney villains, because we talked about it already a little bit. Cruella DeVille, Scar, Maleficent. Are we getting it uh, anywhere near right? I know a lot of people have said Maleficent should be higher. Is Cruella DeVille the highest ranking one we've we've had so far, deservingly or not? I mean, you can't get more evil than someone who wants to kill puppies, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's like, that's up there. It's like, yeah, you want to take over the world. Yeah, you want to become a king. She wants to kill puppies and wear them. Like, like, <laughs> this is pretty messed up, bro. That's, and this was a cartoon for children. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's kind of hard to pull off. But, you know, I, I think that we did get the order. Well, I think Coral DeVille is the best out of those um, villains for sure uh, because of that. She's just, it is, it's, it's also kind of a strange character for a Disney villain, right? This is a woman who's like a fashion person with a cigarettes and uh you know that just wants to kill dog i don't know she's like an interesting strange character for that of, of the world of disney and i think that would maybe why she stands out so much and also often also played brilliantly in the live action movie too so uh i i think that uh, and she also has a great song uh, uh one that she's not singing part of really but a, a great cruella de cruella de yeah so depending on if you want to go with the novel or the film from 1956 or 1961, uh, DJ, what do you think of Cruella de Vil outranking Scar, outranking Maleficent, and just missing being in the top 25 characters of all time? Dan nailed it, man. You want to kill dogs. You're a horrible, horrible... I mean, John Wick would shoot Cruella DeVille in the face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay? I want to see that crossover. I want to see John Wick versus Cruella DeVille. <laughs> That's like an animated short for, oh, like, man, something. I mean, you, you're going to go uh, opening night to John Wick slash Cruella DeVille, the showdown? Come on. You're right That's there. a robot chicken sketch waiting to happen. Waiting to happen. Yep. So, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Cruella DeVille is awesome. And <laughs> the thing about it is, I watched this movie recently, and I never picked this up. I think her two uh, bumbling cohorts are like, uh, "How should we kill the dogs? Use the ether." And I was like, "She just say use the ether." She, <laughs> this is a concept. I just, I'm just thinking, like, man, I'm, I'm nine years old. I'm turning on. Uh, uh, 101 Dalmatians, and they're teaching me about poisoning. Is this so weird? It's a creepy, creepy villain. And uh, again, she is quintessential iconic Disney character. Uh, and you're right, Glenn Close's version of it is perfect. <laughs> it's perfect, perfect Cruella So yeah, um, I don't. The, the only reason I would say it, it, it kind of sucks for her character, I'm more thinking of the story now. Is this she just gets thwarted because she gets in a car accident? And that's the end. <laughs> she doesn't try and get him anymore. She, that's it. That's the end of it. <laughs> uh, Sketch, your thoughts. You had her on the other side of the 50 mark. So what do you think of her coming in at number 26? I think that's pretty good. I think I actually, I, I rate her higher than Maleficent, and I think I would go back on that in retrospect. I think in order, 
because of iconicness and significance, you should probably have Maleficent at the top, and then Scar, and then Cruella, or maybe Cruella and then Scar, because she's killing puppies. That's it's pretty evil, <laughs> but she's also kind of a entertaining, whimsical villain. So I don't know. I think she's a little too high, but I think it's a it's a fairly fair placement. Last question on Cruella Deville, Dan. Is there any more room in the countdown for any other Disney villains? Man, trying to rack my brain of other Disney villains that we've not gotten to. Jeez, I I know I don't think I ranked anyone any other Disney villains outside of the ones we talked about. Uh, well, maybe on, I could think of a TV show villain that's maybe, maybe I don't know. I. Uh, right. Not unless maybe yeah I, I don't I don't think so but I could be wrong who knows we'll have to see if there's any other Disney film characters in general much less uh, uh, villains we'll have to wait and see until next episode on that so just a few minutes to wrap up and look at what we've revealed so far in this chunk of 25 numbers 50 through number 26 we had six more Disney characters a combination of a couple TV series shows with Darkwing Duck and Scrooge McDuck as well as another Disney princess in Ariel we had Cruella de Vil and Scar for villains so uh, six Disney characters added to the mix as far as Hanna-Barbera one character, Huckleberry Hound. So one Hanna-Barbera character. Let's go to Looney Tunes. Zero characters today from Looney Tunes. Uh, we had one anime character. We had four female characters with Ariel, Daria, Betty Boop, and Cruella DeVille. We had Megatron, Scar, and Cruella DeVille for villains. We saw one Pixar character, I believe, if I'm looking at it right, with um, Buzz Lightyear. What are we looking at overall with our thoughts on the countdown so far, what's been revealed today, and what are our uh, guesses or speculation as to what's to come? Start with you, DJ. What do you think? What is, how is it shaping up, and are, we, are you – what are you feeling about the top 25? Uh, I'm just telling you this. If Kermit the Frog is on this list but Elmo and Big Bird is, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> that's because if you're going to put – Muppets or puppets or anything like that, it stop. It starts and stops with Kermit the yeah, Frog. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, to the to the just to take into account what he's done with the meme community alone <laughs> makes him deserving of consideration. Well, that's not my problem. But I mean, I'm just gonna drink this tea, and that's none of my business. <laughs> uh, sketch any any thoughts about what's been revealed? Any surprises from today? Any worries about our final episode? I think we did better this time than last time. Last time got pretty weird. I, I expect to see what what I think most of us are expecting to see in the top 25. You know, the really iconic Looney Tunes, the really iconic Disney, the really well-known, memorable, primetime animated characters, the top-tier Hanna-Barbera characters that everybody knows about. I expect to see all those I don't think we're going to get another anime character because I don't think y'all voted for Pikachu. <laughs> but uh, I, I would argue no. Pikachu and Doraemon, as far as globally successful anime characters go, they're probably in the top 25, but I don't think I didn't think they got voted for. But uh, I do want to touch on what uh, certain commenters said about Jessica Rabbit. I think, yeah, we... we 
undersold Jessica Rabbit because she is a very important character in the film. She is the one manipulating things in order to get what she wants to help her husband. And that is a certainly significant part of the movie. And there's more to her than her looks. And I, I apologize. I, I think <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. And I forgot about yeah. it in retrospect. Very good. Addressing that concern from the commenters and the listeners. Uh, Dan, we other thing that I didn't mention is how many um, adult or primetime characters we got today. We did get a few of them now. After only having Archer up until this point, we see Stewie and, uh, Stewie and Peter Griffin. We see Bender. Um, I guess you could throw Beavis and Butthead in there in a way. Um, so have we rectified some of the lack of adult uh, cartoon characters and uh, what do you think as far as the future goes? How many uh, should we see going forward? I would I would add Daria to that list too. I, I do think we have we did underrepresent some so far looking at the fact that we only have 25 characters left. Some of the major major shows like The Simpsons, The South Parks, uh, like I think they, you know, arguably should have at least five or six characters within this list alone. So the fact that we're probably going to only get far less than that, I think, is something, you know, it, like it's so hard when it comes to characters because you're dealing with such a huge pull and it's it's challenging, I think, for people, and especially like a show like The Simpsons where someone may rank like their, their, their favorite character and then or a couple of their favorite characters. And my five favorite characters compared to someone else's five favorite characters may be completely different. Mm -hmm. So then that makes it really hard for them to, to fall on the list. Um, I, I do think we maybe have a little bit too much Disney love, which I was expecting, but not as much like 80s cartoon love. Uh, I mean, obviously we had He-Man and... Uh, oh, I'm sure uh, there'll be a little bit more. Yeah, I think it's not certainly not ended. I mean, I'm not ended, but I mean, you know, it's not like we're getting like uh, some of the side characters or something like that and we haven't had a gi joe in a while so who knows i don't think we'll see another we one we still only had the one turtle so i far. don't think we're gonna get another ninja turtles character and that breaks my heart how can you not vote for shredder shredder is a fantastic <laughs> villain who has had many incarnations many of which are crazier than the last and like really yeah. intimidating like skeletor and cobra commander and even megatron in most versions they got nothing on the 2003 shredder and the current Shredder, those dudes mean business. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Megatron killed Optimus Prime. <laughs> Slow That's down. Right. Star Megatron. I think one of these Shredders... Wait, no. 2003 Shredder tried to annihilate all instances of the multiverse. Okay? But failed. Well, Megatron well, okay, yeah, he failed. He failed. Optimus Prime. You, you got a good point there. You got a good point there. I yes. I wouldn't I wouldn't put Shredder above Megatron. Okay, I wouldn't do that. Also, uh, Krang I mean, is fantastic in so many ways. Also, though, like it also makes me. I have an idea of. I'm sure there's like five or like five characters. I'm pretty sure we'll see. But unlike the other top list we've done, when it comes to this top twenty-five, I'm I'm scared a little bit of like what's to come because. I really don't know. There's like a, a, a like I, some like I didn't honestly expect Betty Boop to show up, and I was happy to see that. But I I really don't know what's to come with the final the final list. I am really curious have, to see. 
we have had some people trying to start doing their predictions. We had one person try to predict the top five. We'll see who else wants to try to predict the top 25 and who will have the most right. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been interesting to actually go about this a different way. And if we would have done like top 100 Disney characters, top 100, you know, adult or primetime cartoon characters to do those lists first to see how that would have kind of done. Oh. Um, that would have taken a lot of a lot of time and a lot of work, but uh, yeah. maybe something we can investigate at some point along the line. I had a couple questions before I want to give you guys a chance to give some final thoughts. Um, and anybody can answer these. Uh, Dan, we'll start with you on the on the first one. We'll let the other guys answer as well. Um, how many female characters will we see in the top 25? Oh, jeez. Man, uh, I feel like if I say the wrong number, I'm a bad guy. Uh, <laughs> Zero. Uh <laughs> What? Just looking at the past list, what we've gotten so far, and this is again just me not saying what deserves to be, but just thinking of the characters in my head that have right. the potential. I'm gonna say five. I don't see more than that, unfortunately. Which is, you know, DJ, you said zero. No, no, I was joking. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was j- Dan's inner monologue. No, um, I think that uh, I better not see any more Disney princesses, or I'm gonna get pissed. <laughs> if, uh-huh. if, if, I think you could. I think you could get some more. I think they might be right on the money with five. I. It's sad. It should be a bunch of them in there. You could. You could pull some out of peanuts. You could get Lucy. You can get. Some, I mean, you got great female characters. You could get Daphne from Scooby Doo. Get a bunch of them. But I just don't think it resonated with the people who voted. So. If 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 we were talking Disney princesses, there's a lot we haven't talked about. Good. We have not talked about Snow White, <laughs> Sleeping Boo. Beauty, Cinderella, Boo. Boo. other Disney females, Alice from Alice in Wonderland. We haven't talked about Belle from Beauty and the Beast, a Jasmine from Aladdin. Um, I, we could probably go on. Merida from Brave, uh, Anna from Frozen, Sketch. How many females are we going to see next time? I would be surprised to see more than three. All right, so three and five is guesses for that. One more question before you guys give your final thoughts. How many villains do we see next week, Dan? Oh, geez. Uh, considering we've seen a lot of the big ones go already, uh, I'm gonna, hmm. less than five. I'd say like two to three at the most. DJ? Yeah, I think I think it's low. I mean, you, you got the trifecta gone. Megatron. Uh, maybe Starscream will slide in there. I doubt it, though. You got Megatron, you got Skeletor, and you got Cobra Commander all gone. Those you are my. Have, you also have Cruella Deville, Scar, and Maleficent. Gone. Right. Those are like the big ones. So I don't know. I can't think of. I, I, I don't think Syndrome's sliding in there anytime soon. I don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't. I, maybe Sheer Khan, but I think because I'm old, I remember how evil Sheer Khan was. I mean, who also killed Bambi? Uh, if you watch the Jungle Book, the original movie. Uh. I just I don't see that many. Maybe maybe two more. I think this is going to be very uh, main character heavy in the, the top twenty-five. Sketch. Any thoughts on villains? Well, I mean, I'd be delighted to see Shredder and Krang, but I think that would be wrong. They they're not. They shouldn't be that high. <laughs> that would show some serious eighties bias. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than that, I I can think of one primetime villain that's. I mean, you could argue he's a villain. Yeah, you could probably say he's definitely a villain. A I, nuclear I think, power plant? Yeah. Is that what you're per, perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> I, I could definitely see that. Uh, other than that, no, not not really. It's going to be very main character heavy and like super iconic character heavy. And I think 
I think given the uh, age range of the list here, and there's clearly a bunch of 90s kids, that uh, there's a bit of an underrepresentation of 90s Warner Brothers that will be rectified. <laughs> all right, we'll have to I'm wait and see if, see if that's a thing or not. The last, last chance, final thoughts as we close out this episode. We'll go right back to you, Sketch. Final thoughts on the countdown so far and what you're hoping for. Well, there's certainly been some surprises. <laughs> uh, uh, certain characters that I really wish had made the list did not. What you going to do? Everybody's got a different opinion. I think it's a really imperfective, <laughs> uh, imperfect way to compile the lists because everybody has different uh, qualifications, if you will. And <laughs> that's caused some pretty interesting upsets. But... I think at this point we're going to see things relatively fall into expectation. And overall, I think the list has had some oddities, but there's a good representation. There's a good variety. There's more female characters than I honestly thought there would be. So good on us. <laughs> All right. And, DJ, yeah. final thoughts? Uh, I, I am still kind of upset that Spongebob is on this list, but I'm a little bit happier he's on this list than Slimer from the real Ghostbusters, who I detest. <laughs> so... Interesting pull there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... Uh, Frank Welker. Uh, I, I love Frank Welker as Megatron. <laughs> right. Dan, I'll give you the final word today. What do you think? I think it's interesting just being the first character one we did. It's certainly, I think, the, the hardest thinking about it and uh so it it's been the most i would say unpredictable list which at least has made it fun to talk about um i would probably say it's the one i would i'm the, the i feel the, not that it, I'm, I'm glad we did have variety but i feel like there's some variety that we're really missing but again it's just it's i kind of felt that going in because you're talking about such a huge thing like we could do easily do top 100 simpsons characters and okay. like be fine so it's 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 tough and uh so but at least it's i'm glad to see like sketch mentioned a lot of sketch mentioned a lot of female characters more than i expected um we did see some anime much more anime characters than i expected i i feel like you know like uh you know but not nearly as much looney tunes so that's kind of weird but not enough yeah, definitely under representation from looney tunes to Hanna barbera up to this point at least so um, I guess my only uh, thought, since I'm usually the one asking the questions, I will say I'm looking forward to next episode. Uh, out of the top 25, 24 of them were on my list. So I am oh. looking forward to having a oh. lot of characters I can speak about. So uh, <laughs> that was not the case for today's episode. I actually only had, um, I had maybe 12 of the characters we talked about today on my list. So uh, I've been a little bit more silent, I guess, than usual. So I'll, I'll get all my talking in next time. So uh, <laughs> definitely let us know what your guys' thoughts are by going to the website, geekcastradio.com. You can find the banner at the very top about Top 100 Animated Characters. You can click on any of the chapters that we've done so far, and you can get involved in any of the discussions, reply to the people that are commenting, and we'll definitely uh, further the conversation at the website. You can also follow on Twitter, you know, Geekcast Radio. You can follow any of us uh, individually if you want to kind of ask us questions my twitter is at optimus solo dan your twitter is at movie revolt sketch your twitter is at sketch 1984 and dj your twitter uh at trying to be djv and the show's twitter's at at simple tweeters 
And if anybody's not familiar with your show, TJ, I'll give you a quick second to tell the people, the listeners, what your show is about, your podcast, and, and how people can find it. Uh, we're, we're kind of the uh, daily show in terms of uh, movie review stuff. Where Most podcasts are like the news. We take it as non-seriously as possible. <laughs> uh, we just released our Thanksgiving episode where we talked about you know everything from the Minecraft movie to Donald Trump's election. So yeah, we, 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 we do everything. We do skits, we do games, we go crazy, uh, and we curse a lot. So yeah. And where can people find you? Uh, some, uh, simplisticreviews.net. You can go uh, on YouTube or iTunes. Let's look up uh, or Podbean and look up Simplistic Reviews podcast. Sounds good. And we'd like to thank everybody for listening, especially since these are super long records. We we definitely appreciate you investing the two plus hours it takes to listen to every single one of these. And we look forward next time as we reveal numbers 25 through number one for the top 100 animated characters of all time. You've just listened to GeekCast Radio on the GeekCast Radio Network. There are several ways to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show. First, visit the website geekcastradio.com where you can comment on all of our different podcasts. Second, you can rate our show and leave us feedback in iTunes. Third, follow us on Twitter at Geekcast Radio. Fourth, Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcastradio. Call the voicemail line 502-526-5821. Please remember to tell us the show you are leaving the message for and your name. So until next time, unleash the geek in you. <laughs>